yeah. It is definitely time for a celebration. The NFL is back, baby, and we are back live, back in action for the NFL Prediction Show here on the 3rd and 3 podcast presented by the Sports Column. My name is Jason Fearman, and with me, as always, are the best hosts in the biz. We got Tricky Nicky Gist and the real deal, Damian Adams, in the house. Nikki, you ready to take over the sports profit title or what? Yes, I am. I sure am. <laughs> I think you are. You are. You've been on top of things. Of Damien, too. You know, I think my title is definitely going to go, you know, way out. We're coming for you. Yeah, but this is the show to repeat myself. It's the prediction show, Damien. We are here. We are one night away, 24 hours from kickoff. Dallas Bucks. how are you feeling about it? Excited, man. Football season is always a good time of the year. Ready to go, man. You can see I'm already decked out. I'm ready to go. I know. My man's got his gear on. He is ready. He's fired up. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, man. And this is my favorite. I'm not going to lie right now. This is my favorite show of the year. With added that, we're going to predict our MVP, offensive and defensive player of the year, coach of the year, rookie of the year. Passing, rushing, receiving leaders, comeback player of the year. We're going to predict every game on the schedule for week one, as we're going to do all year long. Plus, freaky fantasy football is back. Our matchups where we draft a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a defense each week. Obviously, the team with the most points wins. We go by the system that we use over on Yahoo, so we're all good with that. Or actually, we may be using the NFL. We'll decide on that. But once you use a player, you cannot use that player at all again for the rest of the season. So if I want Patrick Mahomes this weekend, I can't use him again. We're going to go all through all that, and we're going to give you the AFC and the NFC playoff teams and who will ultimately meet in the Super Bowl. So here it is, the NFL Prediction Show, live, back in action, and ready to freaking roll. Guys, I, I'm so excited. We are just, we're here. We have one night to go, Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champions, Nikki. Versus your hated Dallas Cowboys. How excited are you? I'm so excited. It's like better than like Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> it's, it's, awesome. it it's not better than some things, but it's better than Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's all right that it's not our teams playing. It's it's just a real game. And finally, you know, all the players are going to be in the field. The ones are going to be there. And we're going to get to see what happens. Yes, I'm definitely excited to see real football with real stakes on the line. Yeah. It's nothing like it, man. Oh, my God. It's the fuck. It's the best. I'm so happy it's here. I really am. The excitement is in the air, and that's why we were playing Celebration, a player that has something maybe to celebrate. And I got to talk to you guys about this for a second. So Le'Veon Bell is now with the Ravens. He's on their, um, he's on their practice squad. He will be eventually play, you know, playing running back for them, I'm assuming, is the reason why they grabbed him. But, D, go back like three years ago where he was the best running back in the NFL for Pittsburgh, had the big problem, the dispute, the holdout, didn't play, went to the Jets. It was a hot freaking mess over there. Then he played a couple of games for the Jets last year, went over to Kansas City, didn't win the Super Bowl. It wasn't like he was a big part of the offense. He had just got over there. I mean, talk about like a fall from grace, really. I mean, he was like the best all-around back in the NFL not too long ago, and now he's on his fourth team in, in, you know, what, three years, I guess. Yeah, if life comes at you fast as a person, Mm. um, it's definitely Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Uh, Things change so quickly with him. Like you mentioned, we were talking about him, you know, getting wide receiver money at one point because he was so good at both running the football and running routes as a wide receiver. 
right. he went from that to now a guy who's on a practice squad in just a few years. Uh, so, you know, NFL, I always am for players going for theirs, right? Because in NFL, all sports, your career is short. Like it's the only field yeah. where you make most of your money in your 20s. And then after that, you go downhill as far as earning, unless you're like LeBron, Shaq, Magic Johnson, people like that. Yeah. But for most people in the professional sports, their earnings are in their 20s, and then it goes down from there. So I want you to get your money, but you also have to be smart about it. Can't just leave for a year, leave all that money out there because you don't feel like you're being filled, you're being treated right, and next thing you know, this happens. Um, so it is a cautionary tale. It, it definitely is, man, and one that uh, you know other players should definitely be looking at. want to say what's up to Meech and what's up to Brian over there that hollered in so far. Nikki, do you think that Le'Veon Bell can still perform and help Baltimore now, who was running back depleted? Yeah, I think so. He's probably got something he can offer them, I would think. I, probably, look, I, I guess it's better than nothing. I mean, losing right. J.K. Dobbins, as we know, was just a disaster for them. A running team, oh, you know. Exactly. My football team, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what next year we have to have the draft like the day before the actual season starts to make sure yeah. that we don't have a problem next time. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. But in neighborhood news, I wanted to go over with you guys real quick. We talked about the quarterback matchups all year long, uh, the quarterback battles, I really should say, and who's going to get to start and who should start and whatnot. Now all the decisions have been made. So let's just go right through them real quick with the few teams that had them. Starting with the Denver Broncos, it was either going to be Drew Locke or it was going to be Teddy Bridgewater. They're going with Teddy Bridgewater. I say thumbs up, right move. Not going to turn the ball over. I like it. Nikki, what do you think? Yep, thumbs up. Thumbs up on that one. Do we have a trifecta over there, Dean? Yeah, you got to go with the safer quarterback. When you have a defense like that, you got to go with a quarterback who's not going to put that defense in bad positions. Yeah. Understand that Teddy didn't have the best year last year as far as taking care of the football, but he was put in a bad position, I believe, to try to do too much as a quarterback. I think in this system, he's not going to be asked to do too much. So you'll see the best of Teddy Bridgewater, which is a great manager of the game. Yeah, he, he, yes, he is. And, you know, maybe that's disgracing him a little bit in a way to say that because he is better than that. But, um, we know, like, if there is an ultimate game manager, yes, I can understand that. I'm with you all the way. What about the Patriots? You know, I missed, you know, you guys talked about it last week. You know, I wasn't here and you guys did a freaking absolutely amazing job and I appreciate it. <laughs> no, you did. I love you guys. I mean, I've been off track a little bit. Whatever. We all get off track. <laughs> Trains fall off the rails sometimes. Like, I don't fuck on this freaking show. I mess up all the freaking time. Jeez, are you kidding me? I'm like terrified of what I'm going to say next. God. But the, the Patriots. So they go with Mac Jones and obviously Cam Newton out. So, <laughs> Damien, did they make the right move there? We have to wait and see on it, right? We don't know about Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. We don't know about <laughs> Mac Jones and how he's going to be as a quarterback yet. Right. Uh, but they must have seen something in him during camp that showed them a mature guy who's ready to take this position. Uh, my questions about Mac Jones have been, will he be ready for the NFL and how tough it is coming from Alabama where everybody's wide open? You're running back if somebody who's running for 1700 yards and you got a defense who has all first round picks. Your offensive line's all amazing. You got the greatest college football coach in history. So when you go from that to the NFL where everybody's this good, how can you adjust? Does he struggle like Tua did last year? Or is he able to come in and be good right away? And he's got a good matchup to really test that against Miami's defense this week. 
Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup. I can't wait. We're going to be talking about that game and every other game on the schedule, uh, no question. So, you know, Nikki, maybe the you know Cam not being vaccinated had something to do with it, and they're just not coming out and fully saying it. Maybe Mac Jones really did win the job, but you know when I when you watched him, yeah, he played well, but he was playing against twos and threes. So I question if Cam Newton didn't miss those five days and was healthy, maybe he would be starting the season. Do you agree? I do agree. I, I question that too. I wonder if um, not being vaccinated had anything to do with it. But D, was it you? I think you told me like he doesn't um, like he doesn't even take a Tylenol, right? Or he doesn't put anything into his body. So, um, yeah. you know, maybe he was just really against it. And I don't know. I'm well, you know what, Mac Jones, welcome to the NFL in a couple of days. We will see. Yep, that's right. And yeah, Brian Wayne and Alabama quarterbacks just don't do well in the NFL. Well, they, they haven't in, in most history, but, you know, two is in there now. You know, we'll see what Mac Jones does and uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, I mean, you know, if you want to say that, I know that he played on about 14 different college teams, but that's another story for another day. Uh, how about the 49ers? I mean, I, I definitely think so, guys. I talked about it with you. I think that Trey Lance needs to watch you know he hasn't played as much um I do love what I see out of him but I think that Jimmy G was the right way to go Nikki yeah for now we'll see right for now yeah until God forbid he gets hurt or you know we'll see what happens but uh, you know we're going to talk about the 49ers and and every other team and who's going to be in the playoffs and everything Damian but I think that Jimmy G just you know again knows the offense and as long as he doesn't screw up I think that it's the right decision for now yeah, I think it's the right decision. Uh, Trey Lance definitely made some big flashy plays during the preseason, but he also had trouble with the regular plays that most quarterbacks can make. And yeah. I think that's something that's just going to come along with time with him. Like you said, he didn't play that much in college, but the raw talent is definitely there. And you definitely can tell his ceiling is higher than Jimmy G's. But I think Jimmy G is the right quarterback for now. I agree with everything you just said right there, man. Absolutely. Totally. All right. How about the Chicago Bears? Um Look, the offensive line is a big thing. It's like, all right, I guess they're willing to get Andy Dalton hurt, but they don't want to get Justin Fields hurt. That's what this whole thing sounds like. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right? Just like, let's you know, take his licks and then you know get the offensive line together and figure it out. But I, I would have started Justin Fields. I would have just I would have put him out there and said, let's go, because we've seen what Andy Dalton can do, and his ceiling is low. And Justin Fields' ceiling looks to me like it's through the freaking roof. So, Nikki, I, I would have went with Fields. Yeah. Oh, I would have too. You guys know how I feel about that. Like I said, yeah. I think they're going to roll with Andy Dalton one too many weeks late and it's going to be a little bit too late for them. I, I really think he's going to throw like two or three interceptions in this game and they're going to all it's hanging there for game two, game three, and it'll be a little too late. Yeah, you know, it, it, the, every game is precious. It really is. You know, I mean, it's it's tight. And NFC, we're going to talk about it. The NFC and the AFC, it's tight that this year, Damien, there's no doubt. So are the Bears, you know, rolling the dice over here? Did they make the right move to put this guy out over here, QB1? No, they didn't make the right move. But remember, this started way back in the summer. They tweeted out QB1 Andy Dalton. So I don't know if there was some promise made some under-the-table deal made where he couldn't lose his starting job, but it just doesn't seem right. And I hate the strategy of, oh, let's not put Justin Fields out there against the Rams as if every NFL team doesn't have players that's going to hit them hard. Right, like, come on. Gonna, you, have, you have to play against those teams eventually. Yes. Let's get thrown into the fire right away. Mm -hmm. If you come out unscathed, 
cool. If you got a couple scars, you learn from them, move on to the next game. So That's for right. me, I don't like the strategy at all. I've heard some people say like they're going to wait to after week four because I think three of the first four games they have against tough defenses. So like, oh, wait to after week four and put them in against some easy defenses. I think like they play Cincinnati or somebody like that after that. Yeah. Like, oh, let's play them first. Like, nah, <laughs> like it's the NFL. Everybody can play, even yes. the bad team. Yeah. Like, so you right. have to go ahead and put them in the fire now. It drives me crazy when I hear, oh, that guy sucks. This guy can't play in the you know, NFL. I'm like, listen, they were drafted to be in the NFL. You know, I know some of them are free agents and get drafted and whatnot, but they're good enough to be there. So they can play, like you said, any team. Uh, we Look, the Jaguars, there wasn't much competition. They pre- We pretty much knew Trevor Lawrence. Once The second that Gardner Minshew got traded, we knew that Trevor Lawrence was definitely going to be the starting quarterback. Zach Wilson with the Jets, we already know that. There's no competition there because they don't even have another freaking quarterback. So let's go right to your team, Damian and the Saints. I know that, you, look, Jameis Winston is your quantum leap guy, so I know that you're all in on this one. Yeah, and before I get to my Saints, I already don't like Urban Meyer. He's already <laughs> joining <laughs> Matt Patricia, Uh-oh. Cliff Kingsbury. Uh-oh. Urban Meyer's already joined. He doesn't have a thing he does, though. He doesn't have, like, Matt Patricia had the damn pencil in his ear. That annoyed me to no end. Cliff Kingsbury has the glasses. Urban Meyer just is just dumb. Just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? You really believe that we were going to believe it was a QB competition right, between Gardner Minshew and your number yeah. one overall pick, who's been somebody everybody's been talking about for the past five years as number one overall pick? Come on, man. Right. Stop it. And, and then you trade the guy right afterwards. It's not like if he was there and then you're like, okay, we're going to keep him on the roster because he's such a good backup. You trade him away. <laughs> like, so obviously there was no competition, obviously. And then he comes out and is stupid enough to admit that uh, people being unvaccinated was a part of him cutting people. When everybody knows that probably is a part of it, you're not supposed to say it. Yeah, you're not, you're not supposed to tell us that. Right. <laughs> and then the whole Tim Tebow thing. Come on, man. Oh, so, yeah. So, I remember your tomatoes. Just what's that? <laughs> yeah. Mean? Yeah, right. Right. Little extra yeah, tomatoes I, got tomatoes I threw little tomatoes at him. And I got <laughs> some more tomatoes later on. Uh, but to get to the Saints, yeah, Jameis is the right decision. Much better, just raw quarterback talent than Taysom Hill. And I love Taysom Hill in his role of the jack of all trades, like somebody mm-hmm. who can run, catch, block, and can throw from time to time. And that could throw off your defense just with that different role. But I love how our offense has the potential to look with Jameis. Some of the things that we did in preseason that we couldn't do for the past few years because Drew Brees' arm wasn't there anymore. Man, Sean Payton's brain is probably going crazy with the things he can do now. Yeah. I understand what Jameis, you can't go too far. You can't just give him the full green light. But you can if you can contain him as far as turnovers, and I think a year under Brees, a year under Sean Payton, playing behind a very good offensive line, it's going to help Jameis Winston as well. He's not going to be as pressured as much as he was in Tampa Bay. So I think that Jameis Winston is the right QB, and it's going to take a quantum year. And he's also going to be in my predictions as well as we get to those. Oh, okay, okay. Looking forward to that. Yes, the predictions are coming up very soon, coming up right after pretty much Nikki's comment about this. I, I think that Taysom Hill is still going to – play a role, obviously, Damien, uh, Damien, you know, this. he's going to play a role in that, which is going to work out to their benefit. Sean Payton knows what he's doing, but I would agree. Jameis Winston is the way to go. Let's not forget, he was a number one overall pick. I wasn't the biggest fan of him, Nicky, coming out of college, but 
the Saints brought him in for a reason, and here he goes. Yeah, here he goes. I mean, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to see what is going to happen, especially with Jameis. Are we getting like 30 interception <laughs> Jameis? Are we getting like a souped up Drew Brees Jameis? Like I'm very interested to see which way this goes. Because I know, D, I know you have all the faith in the world in him. It could go wrong very quickly. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, let's see. But I, think, I think he's – I think Sean Payton's probably the right coach for him. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, look, that's the perfect coach for him pretty much in, in my opinion. They, they, You know, fixing 30 interceptions is a really tough thing to do, but if you cut it in half and with the Saints defense, that's probably top five. And, we'll, again, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, good things can definitely happen. And like Damien said, you can open up the playbook. So I, I get it. I totally get it there. All right, the predictions are coming up. But first, we got to do our applause and tomatoes. And Nikki's going to kick it off as she always does. Are you ready to go? Oh, I am always ready with some tomatoes. All right. So I'm just I'm throwing my tomatoes <clears throat> at um like and I don't mean to offend anybody who works in the medical um industry, but why are the receptionists at doctors' offices such bitches? Like, <laughs> what is your problem? Like, who pissed in your Cheerios? Like, I just had to get off the phone. With friggin', you know, insurance, which they're not very helpful, and they route you to five million different people, and no one wants to help you. And so I had a, you know, yearly appointment today at the doctor's office, and I left my house in plenty of time. Unfortunately, it's in an area of the state that is pretty busy, and there was an accident on, you know, Route 18. If anyone's listening from this area, Route 18 is backed up normally, but there was a pretty bad accident. I call and say, hello, you know, I'm running about five to 10 minutes late, the whole deal. Oh, well, I guess I just ruined her day because it was huffing and puffing and I'm the first appointment. <laughs> this is backing up the whole day. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I'm sitting. I'm sorry. There's an accident. There's nothing I can do. Then I get there. Oh, well, how come you didn't give us your change of address? Well, I called and gave you my change of address. Oh, I have to do it again. I mean, just oh. I ruined this lady's day. I was made to feel like, I don't know. I couldn't apologize enough to her. I was ruining her day. And I just want to know, why, is it like, do the insurance reps and the receptionists get together and like, hey, let's let's make everybody's life a living hell. Let's be mean, yeah. <laughs> nasty. Let's just not help anybody. So the receptionist at, you know, doctor's offices, medical's office, whatever, could you please just be a little more pleasant? Like, I'm sorry. I know you deal with people and we got lots of questions, but that's because health insurance is freaking complicated. They give you this whole long thing. This is covered. This is good. This is not, this is the deductible. I can't stand it. And I can't stand the receptionist. So my tomatoes, Please just be a little bit nicer, okay? That's all I'm asking. You know what? I, look, I hear you. It it, it 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 sucks because I know that they're answering the phone every freaking second. But you know what? That's your job. You know, your job is not to be a bitch on the phone or an ass. You know, yet you have to. You know, some have, that's what they hired you for. They didn't hire you to you know be like the meanest person in the entire world every time somebody calls on the freaking phone. So I like it. I dig it. Every I time. Do. Good tomatoes right there. Good ones. All right. Mine are coming up, but Damien first. What do you got? I'm throwing my tomatoes at all the fans who have made this first game Tampa Bay Dallas. Yeah. Understand the NFL. <laughs> Understand the NFL makes the schedule. 
But the reason they made it Tampa Bay Dallas is because we're all so obsessed with Tom Brady. Some of us for different reasons than others. You know, Nikki for different reasons. <laughs> than us, right. <laughs> but Tom Brady and the Cowboys, it's like two just just I don't even know how to explain it. Just these two worlds colliding of overreaction people. And that's all it's going to be after tomorrow's game. Oh, it's yeah. all the overreaction in the world because we have Tom Brady versus the Cowboys. And I blame you, people. I blame you for this. <laughs> we could have had a better game. But we got this game because it's going to be a ratings bonanza. Because <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys made this happen. Yes. Look at yourselves. Look at yourself. <laughs> Schedule makers, you're yeah. Look, I'm not gonna lie. And look, Chris jumping in saying Dallas is gonna win 38, and then he's laughing. So I hope that he's joking at the end. But we'll get to that game. But mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, why? With and Cowboys, they're not America's team anymore. It doesn't exist. The reason why they were America's team was because back in the 70s, they put them on TV all the time, and they had a you know, they had to deal with one of the networks and whatnot, but it's not like that anymore. They're not America's team. They're America's most hated team, if anything. So they didn't even make the playoffs last year. I understand the whole comeback with Dak. So, Damien, I'm with you. Yeah. Dallas don't belong there. Tampa does. That's fine. Put in the Saints, Green Bay, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City, anything like that. You know, help us out. You know, the teams that deserve to play in that game should be there. So I'm with you. Um, I'm going to get a little bit serious, guys, with my tomatoes real quick. And, it's because I watched the show, and I'm not going to mention the name of the show because people may watch it out there, and I don't want to give anything away. But trust me, I'm not giving anything away when I say this. But it's people who catfish people. I can't, I can't emphasize enough how horrible of a thing that is to do to somebody. And I wouldn't have brought this up unless I watched this show. And it got me thinking, like, how people really just want to they, they think they're joking around, but they're ruining like other people's lives by putting fake pictures on there and having this man or woman, whatever age they may be, thinking that they're going to fall in love and they haven't met yet. And then maybe they meet like a year later and it's not the person at all that it was. But it can lead to so many other things, this whole catfishing and making fake profiles of people that you either know or don't know or whatever. It can lead to such horrible things. So anybody listening right now, please tell everybody that you freaking know in your life and have them tell everybody you know in their life that catfishing and making fake profiles of things leads to horrible stuff. It is not a joking matter. It's not fun. And I know they had a freaking show on MTV, I think it was at one time, about the whole catfishing thing. And we're like showing videos of these real people going through it. You know, how much of it was fake? I don't know. It's MTV or whatever. But it's just a really really bad things so that I, I had to mention that real quick because of the show that i watched it's just horrible it's I horrible. think we watch the same show is it on hulu yeah yes is it nicole is. kidman in it no it's a different oh. show then no it's different a different show, show. Okay. different show different show i, I want to tell you who's in it i, I don't want to give anything away though because the sh- it's a really great show i don't know maybe i'll tell you guys off air or something like that but i don't yeah, i don't want to but I want to see it now. Uh, but yeah, speaking of that, like I got catfished one time. Like somebody used my profile to like get off their sports takes. Really? And yeah, like somebody was saying like they were the real deal of Damien Abs. Like use my logo and everything and put it on memes and everything. And Whoa. it came to my attention because somebody who knows me like saw one of the the memes and the takes and something I would never say. So it was like it was like something about how Tom Brady is the goat by far which 
anybody who knows me knows I don't I don't think that at all. So it was like how like it's crazy. And I'm not even that popular, especially at that time, like to be catfish or to be someone who you used to catfish and try to make these things up. So I had to like go through and like tell people this isn't me. So yeah, I understand that. And that's on a small scale. That's not on a big scale where people are, you know, using this to, you know, ruin lives and stuff like that. So I definitely hear what you hear where you're coming from. Yeah, man. It's wow. bad news. I mean, yeah, you see, I mean, even something like that, I mean, not even in a relationship type of thing can screw you yeah. up like that. Somebody going on your name over there saying shit that you yeah. wouldn't say. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cruel people. It is a cruel thing to do. Find something else to do. Go play a fucking video game or something like that. Jeez. I hear right, Madden's me... great. Yeah. <laughs> right? I have been playing Madden. It's, it's pretty fun on <laughs> Xbox One. I hear some people are complaining about it on a new generation. Maybe Chris could tell us about that if it's if it's good. <laughs> I hear some people complaining about the gameplay, how it's not realistic. Oh, man. Jeez. Yeah. Listen, when I was playing on freaking Sega Genesis, it didn't look that realistic, but I had a freaking blast yeah. playing the game anyway. I didn't give a damn. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't care. My applause real quick, and normally I don't do this because I'm not a big college football guy, but it really just blows my mind that Alabama can just do what they keep doing every year. I mean, it was like supposed to be some big game against the Miami Hurricanes down here where I live. Like, oh, everybody's like, oh, Miami, Miami. Look at the freaking shit beat out of them, 44 <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. They yeah. Every single year, they just reload. Like this kid Bryce Young right now. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, the 344 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, it, it's just they. It's Nick Saban. It's the recruiting. It's the Alabama name. I know they were a great college team even way back in the day, like when Joe Namath went there in 1846. But it's really just incredible how that the tide they keep rolling every single year. They are the most. And Clemson got their butt kicked. 10 to 3. I mean, that was a joke against Georgia. So that whole Clemson thing with Dabo Sweeney, that's gone. That whole thing is out. It's all Alabama. So I got to give them applause, man. They they just keep doing their thing. Dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, me being an LSU guy, I hate to give any type of credit to Alabama. I feel just like the way I feel about the Atlanta Falcons, I feel just like Alabama, the same route. Uh, but I'm not as big as college football fan as I am a pro fan. So I have more hatred for Atlanta. But Alabama, you just got to give them credit. Like you have to give credit where it's due when you see a team able to do this year in and year out. But I will challenge the high school players out there, like high school players who are balling right now. Some that I'm going to interview throughout the season here in Arizona. If you have a chance to go to Alabama, go somewhere else and go at Alabama. Yeah. Right? yeah. I remember the first time I ever got a negative review on my podcast or somebody like really upset with me is that I don't know if you guys remember a few years back when UConn women's basketball team, you know, on that crazy win streak, it was like 100 straight games. Yeah. Yep. And they were beating everybody like 50 points. It wasn't like they were winning 100 games and they had like a two-point game here or a four-point game there. Right. Like most of the wins were by 40-plus. This is Maya uh, Moore. Right? This is the Maya Moore era, I think. No, this was uh, Brianna Stewart when she was there. Oh, oh, okay, right. Okay. Yeah. And um, that's when I just started the podcast, right, when they were like kind of at the end of that streak. And one of my first strong takes was young ladies out there who can ball – don't go to UConn. Go at UConn. Go at them and defeat this trick. Don't just continue to join them and just make college basketball, women's college basketball, boring. And yeah. a lot of people took it the wrong way saying, oh, you're just saying that because they're women. No, I want competition, period. Like, this is <laughs> what we want. I like it. So same thing with Alabama. Go at Alabama. Don't have to go to Alabama to make the pros. You can make the pros anywhere if you ball out. 
true. Yeah. So I need people yeah. to go to other colleges, maybe LSU, other colleges, <laughs> <laughs> and go at Alabama instead of everybody going to Alabama. Because now this is going to get like UConn's women's basketball, where they were just blowing everybody out in its greatness. But at the same time, like, I don't want to see a 50-point blowout every time I watch a basketball game. Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's great. But at the end of the day, I'm going to turn the channel at halftime because it's human nature. Like, I'm going to yeah. watch Manifest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nikki, I'm the type of guy, like, you know, a lot of people, they want to go play the best and go at them. I want the challenge. I don't want to be on the best. Like, if we're even just playing ball on the street or whatever, I want to be on the team that's not as good because I want that challenge out there. You know what I'm saying, Nikki? No, I want to go up against the best. Yeah. And I want to beat the best. You know what I mean? I don't want to go up against, like, I think of, like, cheerleading competition. And, like, we knew the schools and the squads are just sorry. Like, they weren't great. Like, if we were going up against them, like, it would make the win, like, not as sweet. But when we took down, like, our arch rivals that nobody could take down for years, and they really were the best of the best in this state, and we took them down, I have to tell you, I'm not a crier. I could probably count on one hand how many times I've cried in my life. The Giants oh. Super Bowl, not my wedding day. Probably the day that we won <laughs> states uh, for cheerleading because we just we took we slayed the dragon. That was our Patriots. Like I want to go up against the best and beat the best because that win is so much sweeter. Yep, I t- totally agree. And that's an awesome story right there. I love it. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. I know what happened. You know. You know, back in the day, but that's freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> watch out now, watch out. <laughs> Talk about gotta watch your mouth. Jeez. All right, Damien, your applause, my friend. Oh uh, yes. So for my applause, I'm gonna give my applause to Sean Payton for having the Saints in position to have a good year. A lot of people are sleeping on the Saints because we don't have Drew Brees. Michael Thomas isn't going to be there for the first six weeks at least. And you look at some of the moves. Even today, we went up and we picked up a cornerback in um, Bradley, Bradley Kobe today, who's a good cornerback who can help us out. Uh, we have veterans on the squad in those positions, and we also have people that we've developed. And so the Saints organization, you look at the past four or five years, we've been contenders every year. And even with an agent, Drew Brees, we've been able to work around it. And now we're transitioning to a new era mm-hmm. and this team is still expected to be at least decent, right? A lot of people have them at nine and eight. Then you'll have people like me who have them at 11 and six, 12 and five. So the fact that this team is still going to be competitive after so much transition, I have to give the Saints head coaching and upper management some applause today. I like it, man. I, I, I totally dig it. You know, they've managed to, to stay relevant. You're right. And, you know, Drew Brees it was limited and now they can open up and, yeah, let's see what happens. You know, no Michael Thomas, you know, for a little while over there, the first, I think, at least six weeks. But, um, yeah, look, they know how to win games. Remember, I mean, case in point, Teddy Bridgewater coming in and then winning games 12 to 10, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, they know what they're freaking doing. I, I'll give it to you, no doubt. Nikki, let's close it out with your applause, and then we got some freaking predictions, man. Yes. Well, speaking of things that happened 20-plus years ago or 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm not trying to bring down the show, but I did watch the documentary on Netflix called Turning Point 9-11. It's incredibly tough to watch. I will tell you that. Getting through that first episode, I just – that was really hard, especially if you lived in this area, New York, New Jersey. Like, it was just – 
It's incredibly hard. I remember school shutting down, like the whole deal. But the reason why it's an applause, because rewatching that and the documentary is done very well, kind of gives you the history of why <laughs> we were attacked and the aftermath and before and the Cold War. So, I mean, if that's your thing, you know, maybe watch the first episode. Um, but it is very difficult. It could be very triggering. But I just want to give my applause to the first responders because re-watching that, like, holy shit. Okay? Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. And I know first responders do not get the they don't even get anywhere near the credit praise accolades that they should. So, and and, you know, this show giving them an applause, I know that that doesn't even do any justice, Uh, but to all the first responders out there who are there uh, in the absolute worst of times in the most horrific of times, and they get up and they do it every single day. Can't imagine doing that. So just beyond a huge round of applause to them. And I know that I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, when I, you know, like even see a commercial for Wounded Warrior Project and, you know, all the stuff that, you know, they had done in 9-11. I, look, I, I was living in New York at that time. And five days prior, I lost one of my best friends. It was the worst week I ever had in my entire life. I had friends in the city. Um, but I, I know what you're saying, Nikki, to like I, I've watched certain documentaries on it and it's going to be 20 years in a couple of, you know, a couple of days over here that it's been. Yeah. And. It is something that you still it's hard to even keep turn your head away from the TV because it's so still amazing to this day how unbelievably insane that was. Like it's still like almost non believable for me, but it really happened. I remember watching I was living on Long Island. I remember watching the smoke across the river from the city. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, this this is so real. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to learn about it and to learn why. And, and yeah, Nikki, I, 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 I get you. I get you with that applause. I get it. I really do. But, yeah, yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good applause. Uh, for me, you know, I didn't I don't never lived in that area. Uh, and I was in Louisiana at the time, of course, in sixth grade. And I never forget my second period class, a social studies class. And teacher put the TV on and said, this is going to be in our history books for the rest of our lives. And I was 11. So I didn't truly get how crazy this was and what exactly was happening. And it took a few days for it to really hit like, wow, this is what happened. And it's something that, you know, I'll never forget that day and never forget, like, just sitting in the classroom, just, you know, at 11, trying to really observe or absorb what was going on. And it's something that it sticks with you seeing that. So I might go ahead and check out that documentary as well. Yeah, yeah you should. Yeah. I, 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 we'll, we'll close it up. But I just remember driving home um, while it was happening and wondering like, why are all the radio stations at? I'm like, I can't hear anything. I'm just trying to listen to hot 97, you know, and listen to yeah. funk man's to flex. I'm like, what the hell's going on over here? I can't, I get home and I turn the TV on and I'm like, you, I'm like, what's what's happening right now i'm calling my friends in the city everybody who's working you couldn't get through you could, couldn't no, call anybody no, nobody no, no i was just panicking all day and like i said i lost one of my best friends just a few days earlier i'm like my world is ending right now i'm like this is just unreal so yeah you know what for you know even for younger people who and damien that's good on you even you know mentioning that you know you know you're younger at that point they should watch this and you know things yeah. like that and, and and see why in the history and what the first responders did, like you said, it's it's really 
it's really amazing the whole thing. All right, that's all right. Tough to transition from that, but uh, Nick, you still that's that's a job well done. Twenty years coming up, unfreaking believable. All right, let's do some predictions, huh? You want to get into this shit? Let's get this bad boy going. All right, let's do it. All right. <laughs> so we did do our AFC and NFC division winners, but we have not talked about our wild card team. So for those who forgot, we're going to go through the rundown again. So we'll start with the AFC guys. Um, I guess I'll kick it off over here. I had the Chiefs uh, winning their division, the Bills winning their division, the AFC East. I have the Browns winning the North. And I did change my pick. I know that I could do it. It's before the season. I had the Colts in the South, but I switched it over to the Titans. So I got the Titans in the South. Here are my wild card teams. I still like Indianapolis, even with Carson Wentz not being vaccinated. I think that team is really good and things are going to work out. So I got the Colts in as a wild card team. I also have the Miami Dolphins in as a wild card team. They were this close last year. And I think they beefed their team up even more. I'm a big fan of their head coach, Brian Flores. Their defense is good. I know they're in a little bit more of a tough division right now, but I like the Dolphins a lot. And I do believe that Tua can be a game manager plus and give you a little bit extra. I think that people just need to see him now in a full season with full time. So I got the Dolphins. And my last team, I struggled a lot with this one, guys, but When the decision was made to put Teddy Bridgewater in as a starting quarterback, I looked at that team and that defense and Jerry Judy and Patrick and what they can do with Noah Fant and then maybe in the running game. They do have weapons, and they do have an excellent defense and Vic Fangio, a defensive-minded guy. So I went with the Denver Broncos with my last wild-card team. So Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Colts, Titans, Dolphins, and Denver Broncos. Those are my AFC teams, guys. Um, I, I can't wait to hear yours. Let's, let's get this, let's get this going, man. And Chris is saying, don't talk about my quarterback, Jason Colts winning the South. I had the Colts winning the South, man. I'm just getting nervous now with these. <laughs> I need, I want him to get vaccinated. I'm not going to lie. I want Carson Wentz to get vaccinated. I feel better about that pick, you know, but I still like Indy getting in over there. So let's hear yours, Nikki. What do you got? Your AFC, your division winners and your three wild card teams. Okay, my division winners are, let me go back to my notes here one second, Buffalo, Kansas City, mm-hmm. Tennessee, I have the Ravens taking the North, Okay. Uh, and my wild card teams, I do think the Browns get in, I just, I think that division ends up sending two, but I think it's going to be so good, one of them will end up a wild card, um, I have the Chargers and the Patriots. Okay, okay. Before, Amy, before we move on, you may have a question or two about that. So you got the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Browns in. And you may have noticed I left the Ravens out of my AFC. I did notice. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about what their running game is going to be. I know they have a very good defense. I don't know how great it's going to be. But I do worry about their offense. Nikki, when you were making your picks, um, I know that this is before Dobbins got hurt, but you still very confident about that? Yeah, I am. I think I think it'll be between, you know, the Ravens and the Browns. I think they'll flip flop. And I think probably, you know, someone will be at 10 wins there. I don't have a ton of confidence in Pittsburgh this year. You know, I think Cincinnati, like I said, is going to be on the up, but I don't think they're a major competition. I think the Ravens, I think they're going to figure it out. And that defense is going to help them like they always do. 
All right. Okay. Okay. There's your answer. I mean, look, they're consistent. They're in the playoffs every freaking year. Damien, let, let's hear yours and then we can, you know, discuss and argue if we want to before we get to the NFC. What do you got? All right. So division winners, I got Chiefs, Bills, Titans, and also for the AFC, which division am I missing? The so North. Chiefs, uh, so the AFC North, I went with the Cleveland Browns to win that yeah. division. Uh, for my wild cards, I'm going Ravens. Chargers and Patriots for (laughs) my wild cards this year. So the same exact. Yeah. Again, you guys (laughs) listen, this has been going on for a while with you two. (laughs) I know you guys talk behind my back, man. You you have the same damn freaking teams. And again, and you know what? Your guys are going to probably be right again because you did better than I did last year. So damn. (laughs) Damn. So yeah, the only thing we got different, I got the Browns winning the North. And the Ravens yeah. as the wild card. Right. Yeah. All right. So real quick with the Patriots now. I Look, I was very close to putting them in. And people are really riding. Okay, yes, the defense is really good. The offensive line is good. I get it. But there's a rookie quarterback in there. And he's got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne on the outside. I know you got John Smith and Hunter Henry on the inside. But if teams are going to catch on to that quick, I don't know. It's it, – I guess, Nikki, they're going to have to run the ball a lot in order for them to be successful. Am, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And I think they will. And I think they will be successful. And I am telling you, Bill Belichick is not missing <coughs> the playoffs again this year. It is not happening. Okay. He is pissed. Never underestimate this man ever, 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 ever. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, they just will pull some random running back from the rafters here and they're going to have like, they're going to go off. Everyone will pick them up on waiver wires and never to be heard from again. I'm really I'm not worried about their run game. I think that they're going to improve dramatically and not be the Patriots. We know, but I think start getting back there and that will start with um, a playoff appearance. All right, and you, both of you guys said the Chargers, and I can totally see them in there. I just think that Denver may edge him out a little bit. Um, I don't know how Brandon Staley's going to do. He's a defensive guy coming over with the Chargers. But, Damian, you got the Patriots also. What makes you think that they're going to make the playoffs? What what pushed you over edge of them for them to make uh, one of the wild card? I can't see Bill Belichick going out like no sucker. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't see it two years in a row. Yeah. They spent all that money in the offseason to improve the offense. They got so many players coming back who opted out last year on the defense. So I think both the where you win the game, as Nikki loves to say, is in the trenches. And this team on both the offense and defensive lines is going to be winning games. Uh, quarterback play, just need him not to make mistakes. And I think if there's any system in place where he can transition into Mac Jones and not make those mistakes, it's the Patriots. Look, I will say that he landed in the right spot, Mac Jones, and everybody's trying to make these Tom Brady comparisons already. I wish it would fucking stop with that. It's ridiculous. They need to, you know, let yeah. the kid play some games already and let's see what happens. But all right. All right. I, look, I hear you. a lot of people are high on the Patriots. I don't disagree with you about the Chargers. I think that they can be right there. But I don't know. I'm just liking Denver and Teddy Two Gloves a little more. All right. So you guys, again, right behind my back, talking stuff and, you know, making your own plans and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you did in the NFC now, all right? I'll start it off over here. I have the Packers winning the North. I got the Bucks winning the South. I have the Cowboys winning the East. I know that, Nikki, that's just blasphemous for her to hear. 
ears are burning <laughs> right now. And I know I wasn't here to go over the NFC West with you guys last week, but I don't have the 49ers winning the West. I had the Seahawks winning the West and not the Rams. I, yeah, I got Seattle. I think that that offense is going to put up a lot of points this year, and the defense will get better with Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams as the year goes on. So I got Seattle winning the West, but I still have the 49ers and Rams coming out of the West to make the playoffs as well. So the 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks are all coming out of the West, in my opinion. And the wild card of wild cards, I think the Minnesota Vikings this year, again, another thing with Kirk Cousins, he's got to stay healthy you know, COVID-wise, and I don't know if he's going to choose to get vaccinated or whatever, but I like that team a lot. That offense is going to score. They have a much better defense than what they showed last year. I think that Minnesota improves a lot, so I think they grabbed that last wild card spot. So, again, I got Packers, Bucks, Seahawks, Cowboys. My 49ers get back in there. The Rams are in there, and then the Minnesota Vikings. Can't wait to hear what you guys got and get the argument going. Nikki, what's yours? <laughs> Okay, I have the Bucks, Packers. I have the Rams winning the West, Chris. I agree with you there. Uh, I have the Washington football team winning the East. Oh, and my wild cards are the 49ers, the Seahawks, and I think the Saints find a way to do it. Okay, okay. It's music to Damien's ears right yeah. there, no doubt. <laughs> All right. All right. So 49 is Seattle and Saints. And I know you got Washington winning the East right there. And, and I, I, I was second guessing that a little bit because they do have such a great defense and I know they can run, but it's about Fitzpatrick. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. So, all right. 49 is Seattle and Saints as the wild cards. Damien, your division winners and your wild card. So I got Bucks for the South. I'm going 49ers for the West yeah. to win that division. Uh, for the East, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys, not because I believe they are good, but I think their schedule is just easy enough for them to win games. You guys are part <laughs> of the season. problem, okay? You are <laughs> part of the problem. You want to say, you know what, D? You're feeding into it. You are feeding <laughs> into it. Oh my God. Like, at least pick the Washington, what are they going to be called? The Red Wolves, the Presidents. The <laughs> That's why I'm not picking them because they don't have a name. That's why I'm not picking them. That <laughs> that logo. Believe- what are you talking about? That logo. <laughs> and yeah. plus, I don't believe in Fitzpatrick. I think his performance last year is being overrated a bit. He threw for over 2,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And I think people are overrating his performance from last year because it was compared to Tua, who was struggling as a rookie quarterback in that system. So mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick looks like he's amazing compared <laughs> to that. And he still was Fitzpatrick. And I think we're going to see that yeah. this year as well. So that's why I got to go with the Cowboys, and I got the Packers winning the North. My wild card teams, Saints will be a wild card team. I got in there. Also got to go with the Seahawks and the Rams getting in. All right. All but right. the Rams will finish third in that division, and Nikki's going to owe me 10 push-ups. Yeah. I'm Live on air, 10 push-ups going on if that happens right there because – I have push-ups, maybe a couple real ones. In there. <laughs> I throw a couple of burpees in there or something to make oh, it. Oh, I hate burpees. <laughs> oh, but um, final point for the reason I don't believe in the Vikings. There's a stretch in their schedule from week nine to week twelve, where they're at Baltimore, at the Chargers, they play Green Bay, then they're at San Francisco. Oh, I think tough. during that stretch of the year. 
their season's gonna fall apart. I think they're gonna be at like 500 battling. Then during that stretch, it all goes downhill from there. Well, you know what? If they can't go at minimum two and two in those games, then they don't belong in the playoffs anyway. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't belong there with the big boys. But somehow, I think I think Dalvin Cook's gonna have a hell of a year. Uh, I really do. I think that they're gonna run the ball more and try to control the clock a little bit more with their defense and stuff. But yeah, we all obviously we all like the Rams. We all like Seattle. I don't have the Saints in. You guys do, Damian. I know why you have them in. I totally understand that. No, I'm just playing. But uh, I, I was close to putting them in. I'm not going to lie because I love their defense, even though they're getting a little bit older, like I did mention a couple of weeks ago. They're getting older, but they can still play. They got bad boys on, on that team over there. But there's no Michael Thomas. You know, like how much can Alvin Kamara, you know, really shoulder the load? Latavius Murray is gone. You know, as we know, Damian, you know better than anybody. A couple of days ago, a contract dispute. But you say they got an up-and-coming running back that can help Alvin Kamara, right? Yeah, so if you're watching the preseason, Tony Jones Jr., watch out for him. Uh, he outplayed both Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman. That's the reason Freeman got cut. Right. Uh, so Tony Jones Jr. is going to be the backup to Kamara, and he's – a baller. He, uh, he's a lot like, I don't know if you guys remember Chris Ivory from a few years oh, yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a lot like him. He was, you watch him run, you see Chris Ivory, that tough running back, not don't have to break away speed, but he's constantly getting four five, six yards just okay. every time and did an amazing job picking up blitzes. I think that's where he really got noticed. Anytime there was a blitz, he did an amazing job of picking it up. Great pass block along with being somebody who can just be consistent moving the chain. So I like Tony Jones Jr. There. And for your Michael Thomas part, point, he missed most of last season, and we still went twelve and four. Yeah, that's uh, true. So with this season, with other weapons that have now had the chance to blossom without him there last year, I think they'll do even better this year. Marquez Callaway, I think, is going to really explode in the scene. It's going to do more than just that play that preseason game against Jacksonville. He's going to be a real threat out there, along with Kamara, you know, Deontay Harris and Traquan Smith. Sean Payton's going to figure it out because he's so creative, and I think those weapons are very underrated. All right. Well, time will tell. You guys both have the Saints in there as wild card teams. You know, we all have the Bucks winning that division, and they got a game coming up that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but uh, we do have more predictions to get to. So, all right. Um, again, you guys have pretty much, you know, a lot of the same stuff except for the Washington football team. Again, it's that Fitzmagic thing. He's up and down, <laughs> up and down. Man, oh, man. All right. You guys ready to figure out who was going to be in the Super Bowl or what? Yes, moment All truth. Right. Let's <laughs> do it. All right, I guess I'll I guess I'll take the first lick over here. I, I'm I'm guys. I'm gonna I, have something crazy. I already know it. It's gonna be something. <laughs> no, it's not gonna okay. be as nuts as you think. It, okay. it really won't because I I changed my mind from what I did have previously. Look, I thought about Seattle a lot because I do like them this year. You know, you think about Tampa teams like that, but ultimately. I think Aaron Rodgers and that team is going to rock out this year. And I think that they actually get back to the Super Bowl for the first time. And it'll be what, 11 years. So I'm going to take the Packers in the NFC and in the AFC, the chiefs are the, I feel like the easy pick, but something tells me that their defense and maybe if, you know, a certain offensive player gets hurt, they don't have good depth. So I worry about the chiefs a little bit there. The Bills people are big on, but guys, even though I kind of bad mouth the Julio Jones thing a little bit, I think the Titans are going to end up winning and going in the AFC. What? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. 
they're getting better on defense. <laughs> the premium Jenkins got there. We are flatlining on this show. Oh my God. Look, I think the Titans are are people are really, really sleeping on them. They're a tough team. They got a tough-minded head coach. I really like that squad right there. And again, running, playing defense. Now they got two excellent wide receivers on the outside. Ryan Tannehill really came into his own over there. Guys, don't be surprised. So I got Tennessee and the Packers in the Super Bowl. So I know you think I'm absolutely freaking nuts, but that's okay. Um, everybody says that every day to me, and I just have to deal with it. So, Damien, tell me who's playing in the Super Bowl, man. So are we going to wait to give our winners? Just oh, say that like, we... you know what? I should give, give my winner. winner. Give us your winner, Jay. Yeah. Come on. Come well, on I think the Packers. Packers. I think the Packers take it. I do. I think that Aaron Rodgers coming back is on an absolute mission. Not that he's not on a mission every single year, but I think that this is kind of like his year where, you know, Brady went to the Bucks last year and it was just like that magical thing. I think that his last year in Green Bay, he's going to take it home and then he's going to go away and maybe win another one somewhere else. So I got the Packers winning the Super Bowl, guys. Mm. Mm. So I it is. I got the Packers winning their division, but I think they take a step back this year from going right. to 13 and three these past two years. So we'll see. So for my NFC pick, you like this, Jason. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, to get back oh. to the Super Bowl. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going with them. I think that team healthy is just stacked all over the field. And we've seen them make the Super Bowl before with Jimmy G. And now we get Jimmy G and Trey Lance. I think that's going to make them even more dynamic offensively. So I got San Francisco representing the NFC. And I'm going with an old Chris Berman prediction. If you remember years back, every oh, year. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know exactly. I love it. I love it. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo like the Bills. Buffalo Bills <laughs> Going with the Bills versus the 49ers. And this is the year. The Buffalo Bills finally win the Super Bowl. Bills 30, 49ers 24. Classic game. Josh wow. Allen, 50-yard heave to win the game. You heard it here first. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, now you now you just hurt me right there. You bring back time. <laughs> memories you know that that would hurt but i love that you got the niners in there because they are stacked i felt like i was being biased if i picked it but no they are a stacked team and no. that is so great that chris berman reference right there was awesome because he picked the 49ers versus the bills for like nine years in a row it was the it never happened, it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was off by a year one time from 94 yeah. to 95 but that I, that was very good i love the chris berman reference right there and i would love it if that was the super bowl i would just take and reverse you know your score you know, and have the 49ers win the thing but i like it d i like it man all right so I got the Packers winning. Damien's got the Bills winning. Nikki, what's your Super Bowl? Well, I have the Giants going. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. No, so I guess you could say I took the easy pick here. I think we get a rematch for the first time mm. in 28 years. Because really? apparently my theme is shit that happened 20 plus years ago this week. <laughs> <laughs> extremely old um listen who's standing in tom brady's way aaron Rodgers, but i don't trust that defense i'm with d i think they get pretty far but i just i don't think they quite get there yet the entire tampa bay team is coming back this defense is sick it is absolutely <laughs> sick they destroyed kansas city last year and you know who's not going to forget that 
Andy Reid, okay? Andy oh. Reid's play <laughs> calling can cover up so many mistakes. I do not worry about this team. I don't worry about the Kansas City Chiefs. He's so creative. That team, you want to talk about being on a mission? I know Aaron Rodgers got like a whole bag of chips on his shoulder for like, you know, 10 years now. I get it. Whatever. The Chiefs are on a mission. I know they are bitter. I know they want it. They are going back. Tom Brady, he said he's going for the perfect season. If anyone can do it, they can because, you know, Eli Manning retired, so you're safe. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Nick. Nice one. But I think that who's standing in the Chiefs way? Yes, Buffalo. I could I could see Buffalo maybe get in there. I just think that Andy Reid's coaching is what's going to push Kansas City over the edge. And I think Kansas City does it this year. They do not go down again to Tampa Bay. All right. All right. I love so- the variety of picks here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, every one of us had Baltimore in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> They both had Baltimore and the Saints in the Super Bowl last year. So more proof that they yeah. get together on things. But no, yeah, we do have variety. <laughs> we got 49ers versus Bills, Chiefs versus Bucks, and I got Packers versus Tennessee. Totally freaking different teams all over the place. So I can't wait to find out which two of us are the idiots so at the end. That means it's going to be like, you know, the Jets and <laughs> yeah. you know, the Falcons or something. Yeah, yeah right. Oh. The I'd right. say none of the six teams we picked probably will make it, but it's okay. <laughs> can't out of the teams that we picked, I you know I can't see any other ones. I mean, maybe the Rams, maybe the Seahawks. I mean, but um, I think that the teams that we picked are probably maybe the six best teams that are in the NFL, quite possibly. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. All right, I like the variety. I really like the variety. Okay, I can't. Oh man, I'm so freaking excited. Yeah. Oh God. All right, more predictions. Let's go. Let's keep it going. MVP of the league. Who is it going to be this year? Patrick Mahomes is taking it back. Nikki, I'm with you. I love the offense. They're ridiculous. I think he's going to throw 50-something-plus touchdowns, 5,000 yards, the whole deal. He's the best player in the NFL. That's why he's my my MVP, Damian. I can't be mad at that pick. I once said I think they're going to rename the MVP award the Patrick Mahomes Award one day. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't I can't be mad at that one. And you know, that prediction definitely makes sense. Uh mine might not make that much sense, but I think my guy's gonna go from taking a quantum leap to being oh. the MVP Josh Allen okay. wins the MVP this year. Josh all right, all right, Josh Allen. And you know what? That he I know that he's like maybe three or four and like the odds to win the MVP and Gosh, what he did last year and got Diggs over there, certainly very possible. And you got them going to the Super Bowl, so I can see why you got that. All right, I got Mahomes. He's got Allen. What do you got, Nikki? Oh, my God. Those are the two that I have been tossing up back and forth, actually, because <laughs> I could see Josh Allen doing it. I just think Pat Mahomes is going to edge it out and take it. He's just so good. It's ridiculous. So good. And not that Josh Allen isn't. I mean, Josh Allen is fantastic. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players. But so is Mahomes. I mean, gosh, if he if he just had an offensive a half of an offensive line in that Super Bowl, it could have been a different story. All right. Speaking of I'm not offense, gonna lie though, I'm a little disappointed in you guys right now. Why? A little disappointed. No love for Russell Wilson. No I, love for Russell Wilson. <laughs> I did. I thought of him. He was right there because I'm telling you, I think that offense is going to be awesome this year again. And I, yeah. Russell Wilson is fa- – yeah, I did think of him. But ultimately, 
I went with Mahomes and knowing that they're definitely going to win the division and probably win 14 games. So yeah, there you, you go. You guys were in the front of the Russell Wilson for MVP train last year. Yeah, I was expecting you. I was expecting it this year. <laughs> I'm still there, but unfortunately, you know, he's not going to get enough votes. So um, this yeah. time, I'm picking someone who I know will at least get enough. Votes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm Damien. I'm I'm not kidding, man. I was thinking Russell Wilson. I'm like, oh, should I do it again? I'm like, I know he, he's he's got the goods. He could do it, but they just don't like voting for him for some reason. I don't know. All right, who are they going to vote for for offensive player of the year? Guys, I talked about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, unbelievable combination. But you know what? I think the offense runs through Aaron Jones this year. I talked about it with you guys a little bit a few weeks ago. I think Aaron Jones catching the ball out of the backfield, running out of the backfield, all the the whole nine, he has got it all. And he's still young enough and hungry enough, got the goods. I love Aaron Jones. I think that he tears it up over 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage this year. So he's my offensive player of the year, Dink. Not mad at that one, but for all those reasons that you picked him, I'm going with the guy who's already done those things and is going to do it even better. Alvin Kamara. He's going to get a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving, 15 touchdowns. Mm. Offensive player of the year, right there. Oh, I got him on my fantasy team, so I'll take that, bro. I'm cool (laughs) with that. That sounds just fine to me. (laughs) What about you, Nikki? Your offensive player of the year is it a quarterback or are you going with the running back like D and I did? Yeah, it's Alvin Kamara. I I mean, I know Michael Thomas is not there to, you know, open it up for him, but Sean Payton's going to find a way. The Saints are going to find a way. And like D said, he's already done it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, now I'm with you there. Yeah. And and Chris jumping in over here on Russell Wilson is to do the same thing that he does every year, have a crazy first half and then die down midseason. Well, it's kind of what happened last year, but he was pressured so much to do everything because that defense was just sucking it up and they couldn't run the ball for a little while. But nevertheless, the defensive player of the year, Damian, you mm-hmm. talked about my 49ers and a big reason why they may get to the Super Bowl, like you said, is going to be because of Nick Bosa. I think this guy gets 18, 19 sacks this year, maybe even more. I think that he rips it up, sack, gets a sack per game at least, and that's going to get him the defensive MVP. Not mad at that pick at all. I definitely can see that happening. I'm going with another defensive end, young, in both age and name, Chase nah. Young. <laughs> I think it's going to is going to win the award this year. I can see him getting around those same numbers, 17, 18 sacks. And he's somebody who can scoop up two or three fumbles, and he has the talent to take this to the house. Uh, so I can see him doing that as well. So Chase Young is going to be my defensive player of the year. Yeah, that was Washington's best draft pick in probably 20 years. There's no doubt. They had a home run with that guy. All right. Nikki, what do you say about the defensive uh, and defensive player of the year? I also say Nick Bosa. I mean, right. God, that defense is so freaking loaded. And I think, you know, he, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to have a monster year. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't, I mean, you, I mean, you can double team him, but Eric Armstead and, you know, Javon Kinlaw yeah. are going to get you. So that's the thing. You really, you, you can't double team Nick Bosa. So he's going to get his. So, all right, Nikki, I like it. I'm with you on that one. All right, coach of the year. I talked about the Miami Dolphins. I love Brian Flores, guys. I think that, you know, again, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They get over the hump. They make the playoffs this year as a wild card team, in my opinion. But I think that they win maybe even 11 games. And I think that Brian Flores does such a great job of writing it. I think that he'll get more recognized this year. So I'm going to go with him for coach of the year. Damien, what do you think? Yeah, if Miami does get to the playoffs and Tua balls out, I can see Flores winning. So I think that's a good pick. For my pick, 
who that said they're gonna beat them? I'm <laughs> going with Sean Payton for coach of the year. I think if Jameis balls out, like I think he will, people are gonna be like, Oh my gosh, Sean Payton's the greatest coach of all time. He fixed Jameis Winston. So <laughs> I think that Sean Payton, because of that, will get coach of the year. All right, and I can see that happening. That does make sense. If they you know, Drew Brees is gone, so you can't say, oh, it's Drew Brees' team and everything like that. And Jameis Winston, the year that he had uh, the year prior, that makes a whole lot of sense. If he balls out and they play well and they make the playoffs, I can totally see it happening. So I like that pick. I do. Nikki, what say you? I say Sean McDermott because he deserves it. And in three years, you know, he's fallen short twice. So maybe third time is a charm. I do think he really deserves it. You want to talk about turning a team around. So, yeah. well, let's see. Yeah. yeah it, it's Brian. not Mike McCarthy. I will not make that mistake again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to bring it up. Like, why not know Mike McCarthy love? <laughs> right? Maybe you got a better shot with that one this year. I don't know. But uh, no. Jeez, yeah, I can't even believe you said that those words actually came out of your mouth. I mean, when you first said that, I'm like, what? She's like, this is what I get for being objective. It's never going to happen again. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Rookie of the year on the offensive and defensive side. First offensive. Everybody's looking at the quarterbacks, but I'm looking at Pittsburgh's running back, Najee Harris. I think that he's going to freaking bust it up this year. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be a reason why Pittsburgh is going to be a brink playoff team. They're going to really run through him. So I think Najee Harris gets the rookie of the year for the offense, Damian. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, so nothing else yeah. to really add. I think he's going to ball out. I think their offense is going to change that total scheme to be more run heavy. And he also can catch the ball. He's a great receiver out the backfield. Yeah. So I can see him having 1,400 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving, a bunch of touchdowns, offensive rookie of the year right there. All right, nice. I like it. We agree on that one right there. Nikki, again, and everybody's talking quarterbacks, but me and Damien are saying Najee Harris for Pittsburgh. What do you think? Um, I'm saying Zach Wilson. Mm, okay. Okay. That's so interesting. I feel like, yeah, because I feel like this award is like Trevor Lawrence's to lose. And by the way, I think this kid has the expectations on him, like to an Andrew Luck type of comparison i would say yeah. so my argument to that is like the jets are rock friggin bottom right everyone's comparing zach wilson aaron Rodgers, and that's great and all but you can only go up from rock bottom and i think the jets are at this point they have to be on the way up not that i put a ton of faith in the jets organization but they did have zach wilson over um you know trevor lawrence and listen if zach wilson can get the jets to like eight nine wins in New York in a much bigger market in a much tougher division. I think he's got a better argument to win the award. Yeah. If he I does mean, that, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if, they, if he can pull that off, yeah, get that team to seven, eight, even nine wins. That would, yeah. that would be incredible. And like yeah. it, the problem is they don't have a whole bunch of weapons over there. As you know, they got Jameson Crowder and Denzel Mims. So there's, it's not a lot, but the kid definitely he he's got plenty of talent. So I see why they drafted him when I was watching him in preseason. I'm like, oh, he's got really good arm strength. The ball comes out really fast and everything. He's athletic. He's got to get bigger, you know, and build himself up as a man, you know, and you know, so he can absorb those hits that he's definitely going to take. But um, all right, I like the pick. I'm not mad at it at all. Defensive Chris player of the year. What's that? Oh, Chris agrees with you, does Chris he? I didn't even see that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yes, he does. He's been on the he's been on the Zach Wilson bandwagon. So if he's a Hall of Famer. Chris gets the first nod, the first the first person to say like, "I saw it coming." <laughs> there you go. All right. Yep. Getting ahead of the game. All right. I see you too. I see you. Uh, the defensive uh, rookie of the year, I think, is going to be Micah Parsons. I watched him enough. Um, you know, I, th- I thought about some other players here and there, but I think Dallas is go- again. I have them winning the East and the NFC. I think they're going to get better on defense, definitely. I think that Micah Parsons is going to be a big part of it, Damian. Yeah, we agree again. I'm with uh, Micah Parsons, and I don't think Dallas as a team is going to be good defensively, but he's going to stand out because they're going to be on all the Monday night games, all the Sunday night games, the opening game of the year, (laughs) all the Fox America's game of the weeks, the Sunday afternoon. They're going to be on all those. (laughs) So I know Nikki doesn't like to hear this, but I think Micah Parsons is going to really stand out. I can see him getting like 100-plus tackles, maybe four or five interceptions, you know, maybe six, seven sacks. And because of that, and being on all these time, these games that everybody's going to see, Michael Parsons, I can see getting defensive rookie of the year. Yep, yep, we're in agreement there again. Nikki, what do you think? I know that uh, that's not what you want to hear, but uh, what do you think? <laughs> no, I I actually agree with you guys, and I think he's oh. going to get. I do agree, but I think most of those stats are gonna gonna come from just playing in this crappy NFC East. So I think he's probably gonna <laughs> ball out, yeah, against division rivals. So I'm with you guys. Yeah, yeah, he look he looks really, really good. I totally see why they drafted him. Uh, some teams definitely missed out. We have comeback player of the year. All right, now this one can get interesting because you got to think about okay, well, who was hurt last year? Who missed time? You know, who went to a different team? You know, certain things like that. I took all that into account. I took a guy who was on a crappy team last year, who was hurt. He actually had mono. Now he's on the Carolina Panthers. I think Sam Darnold, as I said, I think that he takes that quantum leap this year and he becomes the comeback player of the year on a new team after being hurt last season. I like Sam Darnold's comeback player of the year, Damian. Good pick. If he balls out, he definitely can win it. Uh, There's so many candidates to comeback player of the year. I think this is like the most stacked award this year because last year, Alex Smith, he stepped on the field. He's going to win it. So this year it's a little more – yeah, it's definitely a little more open this year. You think about Christian McCaffrey can win it. You got Saquon Barkley for Nikki's Giants could win it. There's yeah. so many people out there. Carson Wentz. Um, but the guy I'm going with, who that said they're going to beat them Saints because Jameis Winston's taking that quantum. Oh, my God. Leap, 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 leap. And winning comeback player of the year is going to ball out. I can see 4,500 yards. 35 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions, completing 66% of his passes for Jameis Winston this year. You heard it here first. Okay, okay. You're all over it, Jameis Winston. Who that nation is represented hardcore on this show. There is no (laughs) doubt. No doubt. And Chris is saying either Dak or Odell Beckham Jr. That's interesting. Wow. I can't. Former giant and a cowboy. I can't. can't. My head is going to literally (laughs) explode because every time I turn on the radio or the TV, there's some talking head about how, wait, not only is Dak the comeback player of the year, already anointed, they're division champs, they're going to the playoffs. Oh, he's also the MVP. Guy hasn't taken a snap in 11 friggin' months. Okay. Zach Martin, whatever, is out with COVID. The defense is not 
going to be great. Stop. Dallas fans, get help. Please seek help. I cannot take it anymore. Your comeback player of the year is Saquon Barkley when he's going to run all over you and run it down your throat. She got mean about it right there. Listen to it anymore. It is sick. It's disgusting. Like we forget oh, about Saquon man. Barkley. Oh, it's Dak Prescott. You know what? I hope he goes out there and just, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tampa Bay. You got, like, you, you got man. You got Chris shook. He's he's a, he's a crying over there. He's laughing. I don't know if he's terrified of you or if he's laughing. I'm not sure which one. But man, way to go. Way to stick up for your boy right there. Yeah, the Saquon. Hey, I would love it. I'm rooting for Saquon to do well. I, it's so unfortunate his injuries over the past couple of years. So I really want him to do well. I definitely do. We'll see what happens. All right. We got a couple of more to, to pick over here. We have the passing leader. While I do think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP, I think that Josh Allen, your boy, your quantum leap man from last year, Damian, I think that he's going to throw for more yards than any other quarterback in the league because they don't run the ball. They just really don't run the ball. I mean, they're going to run a little bit, but mostly Diggs, Beasley, when Emmanuel Sanders gets back and healthy, He's, they're going to be catching passes. Uh, they're tight end. I'm forgetting the freaking name. Uh, not Dawson Knox. And uh, they got a couple other players. So, uh, Damian, I like Josh Allen to lead the league passing. Mm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Josh Allen as well. Got on with the MVP. So, I like Josh Allen as the passing leader. All right. All right. Nikki, what do you think? Who's going to lead the league in passing yards? Daniel Jones. No, I didn't do these predictions. I forgot <laughs> we were doing this. I, I don't know. Let's go. Uh, let's go Jameis Winston. Let, let, let's do that. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, I'm scared days. of that. I don't want him to lead the league. Last time he led the league in passing yards, he had too many passes. So yeah. I don't want him to lead the league in passing yards. <laughs> he, they don't want him throwing the ball 50 times. That's for sure. That'll yeah. be a really good thing. Uh, the rushing leader. I'm going with the rookie, Najee Harris. I th- Again, I Ooh. really, I, I'm big with this guy. I think that he leads the league in rushing. It's yeah, it's always the young guys who lead the league in rushing, whether it's you know, the first, second, third year. It's always like that. I think that right out of the gate, this guy takes it. I mean, I know that there's plenty of other good candidates out there. I know Derrick Henry ran for over 2,000 yards last year, but I think Najee Harris is the one they're going to pound it with. And Damien, like you said, he can get 1,400 yards rushing. I think he's going to get more. I think it's going to be more in like the 17, maybe 1,800 area, and that'll be enough to win it. So that's who I'm going with, bro. Well, I definitely hope your prediction comes true, as I do have Najee Harris in the real yeah. deal, fancy football league. <laughs> so I hope that prediction comes true. But I'm going with Dalvin Cook to lead the okay. league in rushing this year. Uh, I think he definitely has the potential to do it. I believe he was second last year to Derrick Henry, and I think Derrick Henry is going to take a step back just off the nature of his team not wanting to put too much on him and them having Julio Jones wanting to pass the ball more. So I see Dalvin Cook leading the league in rushing this year. I, I like that pick. I do. I think that he's going to have a spectacular year running the ball, like I said earlier, because the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, I think that he's going to be the biggest reason why they make the playoffs. So I like that pick right there. Nikki, what do you think? Saquon. Yeah. <laughs> I know that player of the year case. Well, that makes sense. That does. Yeah. That does. It makes a lot of sense. And if, tough offensive line over there. So, all right, well, let's see what happens. I know you don't want to hear that right now. All right, receiving leader, because I got Josh Allen as the passing leader, Stefan Diggs is going to lead the league in receiving. I don't know how many yards he's going to have, but it's going to be a whole bunch, and he's going to score a lot of freaking touchdowns, Damian. So I like Diggs right there to lead the league in receiving yards. I like that pick. I'm going with Diggs to finish second, though. I got Justin oh. Jefferson. 
Leading the league really? in receiving yards. Yeah, leading the league in receiving yards this year. He had 1,400 last year as a rookie. He's only going to get better. Thielen taking more of a step back as he gets older. I see Justin Jefferson getting even more targets. You see, look, you're talking about my, my Vikings right now that I picked to be a wild card team. You got Dalvin Cook leading the league in rushing. You got <laughs> Justin Jefferson leading the league in receiving. You know, I think you're starting to come over to my side on this one, bro. All right, all no, right. I didn't say he was going to win games. <laughs> <laughs> Now that was good. That was yeah. good. <laughs> well done, bro. Well done. Yeah, I guess you, you can stack up a lot of yards when you're losing a lot. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens. Nikki, last yeah. one before we go to knowledge with Nikki, the receiving leader in the NFL this year will be. Oh, yeah. Give me Diva Diggs. I think yeah, you're going to do it? Yeah. Right. I think so. Look, Josh Allen's going to be throwing the hell yeah. out of the ball, and we know who's going to be looking yeah. to most of the time. No doubt. All right. That's a lot of predictions going on right there. We have more. Oh, D, do you want to say something? No, no. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Ready for, I'm sorry. Um, I had my pen and pad ready for fantasy. I was ready. <laughs> yeah, but we got it. That's what I'm saying. We got a freaky fantasy football draft coming up. Where, again, we used to, yep. We got quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and defense to pick. And we're going to pick the week one games. But before that, it is time to get absolutely ridiculously tricky Nikki Gist in the house. Let's get the music going over here. We know what time it is. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, it's one of our favorite parts of the show. It really is. The music gets us going, and Nikki takes it home with the knowledge with Nikki. What do we got this week? All right, so this week, and Jay, you know, poor D, he had to do double last week. It was not oh, man. Yeah, no. Thank you, bro. Thank you. No, so. Oh, man. This week, we are doing week one 2020 stat trivia. Oh. Okay, so all the questions pertain to only week one of last season. Okay, 2020 week one. All right, I can't remember what happened last week, so what's happening <laughs> in week one? Yeah, really. I don't know. All right, let's find out. I guess I have to go first, right, D, because you took it all last week, so I guess I'm up. Only yes, then. sir. All right, let's do hey, it. Jay, let's do it. Deshaun Watson had how many passing yards against the Chiefs in week one? Three hundred and twenty-three. No. D? Two hundred and ninety-nine. Uh two fifty-three. Ah. Two fifty. I was thinking maybe it was on the low side. I should have gone there. Gotta go with your instincts. All right. Come on, gut. When you're talking to me, I got to listen over here. (laughs) All right. All right. Number two, the top five passers in week one were Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and who else? Can I have those four one more time? Yes. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. 
So they led the the, the week one. They had the most week passing one. yards, and and there's one more. There's one more. Okay. Um, let's try to think logically over here. Uh, oh, is it Dak? No. <laughs> She's like, no. I like that. Like, no. Like, I'm going to put a cowboy in as an answer. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, I'm going to go with yeah, – let me get those four one more time. My memory is horrible. Uh, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Garner Minshew. He had oh. a passer rating of 142.3 against uh, – It was the one game they won. Uh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good one. Okay. Okay. That's why you got to think out of the box. It's tricky, Nikki. Yeah. All right, Jay, number three. Speaking of your Vikings, what was the final score of the Packers-Vikings game in week one last year? Um, I believe the Packers won pretty good. It was something like 42 to 23. D? I'm going to say Packers 30 to 22. Well, Jay, I'll give it to you. It's 43-34, but you oh, have the winner. And the, yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah, a, yeah, I, yeah. I actually picked it because Minnesota was home that game. I remember actually picking them that game, and I'm like, okay, that didn't look too freaking good. It's <laughs> All right. We got one on the board. All right. All right. Number four, Robbie Anderson had how many receiving yards against the Raiders in week one? 123. D? That's crazy. I'll go say 120. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I'm gonna say 110. Close. 114. I'll give it to you. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, good. that's close enough. All tied up. Yes. All right. Okay, D, here we go. Right. Number one. Speaking of final scores, what was the final score of the Dolphins Patriots game in week one? Oh, it was low scoring. I remember watching that game. Uh was it was it 14 to 10? Jay. Patriots won 21 to 17. Oh, I'm gonna give it to you. Patriots 21. Dolphins 11. So that was oh, a yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Okay. I remember it being low scoring. I was so excited to watch Cam Newton. So I remember watching that game. Yeah. Mm. I don't know where we're going to watch him this year. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Washington, they listen to me. Yeah, yeah right. They yeah. won't. <laughs> All right. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins had how many receiving yards against the 49ers in week one? Was it 151? It was on the money. Whoa! Yeah, man! <laughs> nailed that on the freaking dot. What a memory yeah. this guy's got. I remember oh. that because well, I say living in Arizona, I had to watch that game. So, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember him going off in that one, yeah. Wow. Very okay. impressed. I am, too. All right, number three. <laughs> Julio Jones had nine receptions. 157 yards, and how many touchdowns against Seattle in week one? Oh, see, for him, that's tricky because he could easily be zero touchdowns with all those yards. <laughs> and, um, 
How many touchdowns do you have? I'm gonna say zero. Zero. I I was with you, man. I was gonna say zero. Dude, this tricky Nikki. She's she's at it. <laughs> trying to catch on to this stuff over here. <laughs> All right, last one for you, D. Benny Snell Jr. had how many rushing yards against the Giants in week one? Now, this one I have no clue. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 85. Jay? I was going to say 68. 113. God. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice job. Nice Way job. Way to go, D. Hitting that 151 right in the head, man. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> The winner is, again, <laughs> the real deal, taking it home. Nikki, well done with the questions right there. Thank you. Yes. I, Always gonna, great. She's going to make me start, like, writing down everything that happened in week one, you know, and, and everything. So, <laughs> Be ready for next year. Next year. Yep. <laughs> yep. Be ready already. Yeah, 365. Hey, let's get ready for Freaky Fantasy Football Draft. It is back. It has been a long time since we've done this. It's, wow. Man, we are here. We got quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and defense to go. We haven't even determined an order yet, but, D, if it's all right with you, I'm thinking ladies first. Of course. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why are you guys put the pressure on me? Yeah, <laughs> Early pressure. Well, you do get the first pick of the draft, and you can go in any any position you want. Yep. Right, so we're doing quarterback, running back, wide receiver. We're doing tight end, right? Are we doing t- are we doing tight end? We did it like we introduced yeah. it late we, last we, year. So yeah, so we can start with tight end this year. Yeah, it's gonna be all really right. hard coming up with that 17 tight end. Oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the 18. thing. That's right. Oh, yeah, now. 18 was 18 weeks. Yeah, so it's gonna be 18 tight ends. That's a lot. Damn. <laughs> Changing that around. All right, so tight end is in there. Yeah, so QB right. running well, back, wide okay. receiver, okay. tight end, defense. Yeah. All right, so okay. All right, well then, you know what? Give me. Speaking of tight end, give me Noah Fant since the Giants can't cover a tight end. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right, okay. very interesting. Let me, let me put this. Let me put put this down. <laughs> I'm writing yeah, it down. I got, my, I got my fancy notepad. I'm keeping track <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'm making sure. All right, so first pick, Noah Fant, going with tight end early. All right, Damian, you're up. I'm going to go with a quarterback who I believe is going to ball out week one. He's playing against Houston. Give me Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Taking you man early. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yep. All right, Trevor Lawrence. Guys, I'm not messing around. I'm going quarterback right away because tomorrow night Tom Brady's going to freaking light it up. All right, so I'm just taking Tom oh. Brady right now with the quarterback. Yep, I'm doing it early. Right doing now. It early. Yep, right now. <laughs> like this moment. I, Give me Brady because <laughs> so yeah, so you're saying you don't believe in the Cowboys defense yet you have them winning the division. Okay, got correct. It. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. Because I don't believe in the division is. There the, the, you go. It really is. Yeah. I, I definitely don't believe in Washington. I certainly don't believe in the Eagles and the Giants. I had belief in a little bit, but their offensive line is they can't hold up. They just can't. Anyway, mm. look. I'm going to double up over here. So I got my quarterback. I get to go again, snake draft. I'm going to take Godwin with him. So I'm going to take Chris Godwin to go along with him in that game. Yep, I think big things are happening. I also have him on my fantasy team. Okay. That's my backup. Hmm. (laughs) Sorry. They got other wide receivers, though, if you want to challenge me over there, Nikki. But Damien has got his pick right now. 
He went with Trevor Lawrence first, anywhere from wide receiver to running back, tight end, or defense. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stay in Jacksonville. I'm going to take DJ Shark. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. My man taking chances early week one over here. Look at that. All right, Lawrence and Shark. Last year it was the Jets. This year is Houston. Like, I always have my team I pick on. Yeah, <laughs> I right. I'm definitely picking on Houston this year. <laughs> right? All the locks were against the Jets last year. Now we're going to do it with Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys call it a combo platter? I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nikki, you got two picks now. You got your tight end now. You can go two two other positions. All right, fine. Give me Brandon Ayuk, please. Ooh. Detroit could be another team you could pick on all year. That's a good yep, one. Yep, and I'm a bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so oh, I got another one. Yep, yep, you got another pick. All right, yeah, let's let, let's combo it up. Give me Jimmy G. Okay. Hey, okay. I like it. Yeah, you got me like rooting for you for the shit, Nikki. Damn, you know, like that's. <laughs> what, well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to root for you to win right now. <laughs> All right, so you got Noah Fant, Brandon Ayuk, and Jimmy G. Damien, you got Lawrence and DJ Chark, the Jaguars' teammates. Who's going along with them in your draft right now? So I'm going to go ahead and take my defense. Part of me is scared to make this pick so early, but I feel like they're going to feast so much on that bare offense. So give me the L.A. Rams defense this Ooh, week. Already, okay. already. I'm trying to save them. <laughs> Not yeah, there. part of me was like, do I do it? But I was like, let me go ahead and try to get this victory first. Let me start off on a good foot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Man, uh, so, all right, I got two picks now. Uh, Carolina going up against that uh, – oh, man. Yeah, I, I I don't care if it's early. I really don't. I know it's his first game back, but I think McCaffrey's just going to run all over the place on the Jets, so I have to take him. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Jets getting pissed on again right now. So I'm going to take McCaffrey and give me this week tight end. Do I do it? Do I really believe that it's going to work? All right, Hunter Henry. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. I think they're going to be thrown to the tight ends, you know, mostly. So I'll, I'll I'll ride with him from week one against the Dolphins. All right, so so far I got Brady Godwin, McCaffrey against the Jets, and then Hunter Henry tight end against the Miami Dolphins. Damian, your pick. You got Lawrence, DJ Chark, and the Rams defense. Yeah, so I'm about to make you really hate me because you're gonna be rooting for both me and Nikki. Oh God! Go ahead and give me Raheem Mostert. Uh, I have him on my favorite <laughs> team. Mike, all in on the Niners this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with that. I mean, that's I think. It's Detroit. Look, I, I was thinking about picking Mostert, too. It's a good week to pick Mostert, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. Nice one. All right, Nikki, you get to actually close it out over here with your team. You get two picks now. You got your tight end, Noah fan, wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, and his quarterback, Jimmy G, for the time being, throwing him the ball. So what are you going to do about running back and defense? All right. Give me James Robinson. Ah, Mr. Robinson, I presume. Uh, okay. That's a good pick. And uh, you know what? Give me the Jacksonville defense this week. Oh. 
She's like, Houston's not going to score. <laughs> not just Houston, this week, but this year. Several problems. <laughs> I think several problems. That's a that's a good pick too, because then you're not you're not going to try to pick Jacksonville's defense the rest of the year. So that's a no. good pick. Right. Unless when they play Houston again later on in the season, maybe someone one of yeah. us will take, depending on how it went. Uh, all right, Damien, you guys just picked Mostert, which was a great pick. You got the Rams, DJ Chark, Trevor Lawrence. Who are you closing it out with a tight end? I was thinking long and hard about this one. I want to feast on Detroit, but do I take him this early? Mm. I'm going to do it. Give me George Kittle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My whole freaking 49er team has been taken, and I didn't even take one of them. Jeez. I actually- <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're, I'm, you're right. I'm rooting for you guys this week automatically. I don't even care who I pick next to the difference. I'm totally rooting for you guys. I'm out. <laughs> no, but defense, um, ah, this is an interesting one. You know what? I am going to jump on the train. I'm going to take the 49ers defense this week. They're playing the yeah. Yep, they're going to eat them alive. I know that Dan Campbell wants to eat everybody's kneecaps, but the 49ers are going to eat them alive. That <laughs> about it. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna... throwing a good three interceptions in this one. Oh yeah, yeah. We know him well. Well, yeah. Pound that he's going to fumble the ball. Everything. We're going to have a freaking field day. So yeah, I'm going to get a lot of points on that one with my 49er defense. Hunter Henry, a tight end. McCaffrey, Godwin, and Brady. And Damian, your team is. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, DJ Shark, the LA Rams defense, Raheem most of their running back, and George Kittle. Oof, yep, a couple of 49ers in there. And Nikki, you started out with tight end Noah Finn, and then you went? Uh, Brandon Ayuk. I got Jimmy G, James Robinson, and Jacksonville defense. Yeah, you guys, you guys got two Jacksonville, two 49ers, both of you. I swear to this is again, I'm proving. <laughs> Everyone, you do this shit behind my back. I know you talk and you say, oh, let's, this is what's going to happen. We're going to take two yeah. Jaguars. We're going to take two 49ers and just piss the hell off. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Well, well done. You guys did it again. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. So the freaky fantasy draft week one is in the books for now. We'll see who wins. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Wow. We got more action, though. We got the week one games. We got to pick them. We got three locks, and we're going to pick each game right now, running through them, starting with tomorrow night, Thursday night football, the first game of the year with the stinking Dallas Cowboys go to Tampa Bay where they're going to get the absolute snot knocked out of them, 31-17. to Cowboys score a late touchdown. That means nothing, and I am locking this up immediately, guys. I love Tampa, and I'm locking it up. Damien, that's my first one. I'm right there with you. Lock it up. They won't win this game. <laughs> they won't win this game. Lock it up. Tampa Bay, 35-17. Easy win right here. All right. All right. Total agreement. We've got a trifecta, Nikki. Of course we do. And I am also <laughs> locking in this game. Bucks 31, Dallas 20. It just it feels it's too easy to lock this game, you know. Maybe that's why something crazy is going to happen tomorrow. But Prescott's going to throw for like five touchdowns. I don't know, but no, <laughs> I think that the Bucks are going to destroy them. That I, I really, I totally believe that. Just eat them alive because they're ready to roll. All right, then the game that uh, you guys are so high on, Jacksonville and Houston. This should be a whole lot of fun. Oh my god! All right, so I see turnovers because it's going to be a hot freaking mess, but. At the end of it, the Jaguars are going to win it 20-17, to 17, in my opinion, Damian. What do you think? 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, agree I agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm gonna go. We we'll go 27 17 though. 27 17. All right. So a little more points. So, man, man, you needed you talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence having a big game over here, picking him this yeah. week in fantasy draft. So, all right. There you go. Uh, Jags, I got 2017. Damien's got a 27 17. What do you got, Nikki? Uh, Jacksonville 22, Houston 19. All right. Oh, close. All right. All right. Ooh, you know what? I am not writing this down. I'm making. Idiot out of myself right now. I have to keep track of every single one of these. Stupid. Come on, Jay. Get your stuff together. All right. Let's do the next one. We got the Chargers, who you guys both have in the playoffs, going to Washington. This should be a really, really interesting game. I think it's going to yeah. be a close one. Tough battle. At the end of it, I think the Chargers get the win on the road. I think they put up a little bit more offense than Washington can handle on D. 24-16. I like the Chargers, Damian. Yeah, I'm going Chargers as well, 20 to 14. All right. All right. And what do you say, Nikki? Um, I think the Washington defense will be just a little too disruptive in the end. I have Washington 27, Chargers 24. Okay. So you got Washington in that game. All right. So that's the first differentiate we got over there. It's the first time. And I know you got Washington in the playoffs, so I totally hear you. But so you got the Chargers in there too. All right. So she's taking Washington. Damien and I have got the Chargers in this game on the road. Seattle is on the road going to Indianapolis. How healthy will they be? Can they handle Seattle and that offense? I think it's a weird week one game, guys. I think the Colts take it 20 to 19. I think that defense will prove to be a little bit too much in the end, playing at home in the Dome. Seattle's got to travel all the way. I know that they're a good traveling team, but week one, I think the Colts hold up. What do you think, Damien? I'm going Seattle 24-17, but I'm not mad at your pick. I can see that happening. But Seattle 24-17 for me. I think it's going to be a close game either way. <clears throat> Excuse me. What do you think, yeah. Nikki? I'm going to go Seattle 30, Indy 20. Okay. So you see some points being scored in that Indy defense yeah, this week. I think, so. right? I think so. Okay. Well, we know our boy Russell Wilson's got the capability of doing it. All right. The comeback game for my quantum leap man. Mr. Sam Darnold hosting now is Carolina Panthers against the New York Jets and Nikki's rookie of the year coming in there. But I think that the Panthers win this game. I'd like the team a little bit more overall. I think Darnold has a good game. I think Robbie Anderson has a really good game. I thought about taking him in the fantasy draft. I got the Panthers 28-21 over the Jets, Damian. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers as well, 21-20 in a close one. All right. All right. So we've got a close one over here. What do you think, Nikki? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. 26-19. 26-19. Okay. So fairly close game. So Sam Donald getting his revenge, we all believe, against the New York Jets who just trashed him out over there and took Zach Wilson. The Minnesota Vikings, who I've gotten the playoffs going to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be ready, but I don't think he, that the defense is going to be ready. I think the Vikings put up 30 points in this game, beat the Bengals 30-21. to 21. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, I think they all have a big game against Cincinnati in week one. So I like the Vikings, Damian. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals, 27-24 oh. over Minnesota. All right, all right. So going with the home team over there. All right. Nikki, I, I sounded surprised. What about you? 
No, I'm I'm not surprised. I, I think the Bengals, they probably could do it. Um, I just said defense was the, let me see. Yeah, last year they allowed the fourth most yards. So mm. I'm going to go with Minnesota 23, Cincinnati 20. I do think it's really close, though. Yeah, Cincinnati could put up a fight. I mean, they were getting better last year, but then Burrow got hurt, and we, we all saw what happened. But uh, all right, let's see. All right, so we're diff- a little differentiation on that one is Damien's got the Bengals going up against me and Nikki with the Vikings on that one. The next game, this one could be very interesting, but I don't think it's going to be. I, Arizona Cardinals going to Tennessee. You guys know I'm high on Tennessee this year, obviously. I love them at home against the Cardinals. I just don't think that Arizona has enough. I think they'll start finding themselves more toward the middle of the season. I think them going to the Titans is a big problem, and I'm actually locking it in. I think the Titans win this game 33-18. to I like the Titans, and I'm locking that one up, D. Okay. I'm with you on the Titans. I didn't expect a lot on that one, but I'm with you on the Titans. I'm going Tennessee 27-21. Okay, so fairly close game then in your eyes. What do you think, Nick? My God, this game is a fantasy football dream, isn't it? Yeah. Yay. Uh, No, (laughs) I would not lock this game. So I think that that's pretty ballsy. Um, But I'm going to go Tennessee 31, Arizona 29. Okay. All right. We're all on Tennessee, but I'm the only one with the balls to lock it in. So (laughs) I'll do that. All right. Lock that bad boy in. You know what? I'm locking this next one in. My 49ers are going to kick the shit out of the Lions. I don't care that they're going on the road. I'm perfectly fine with that. My third lock. 49ers 27 to 10 over the Lions. I don't even know how the Lions are going to score 10 points, but I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. So my last lock is the 49ers winning in week one. What do you got, Ding? Yes, I am going to lock it up as All well. Right. San Francisco. <laughs> 30 to 10 over Detroit. Excellent. Excellent. Another lock. Beautiful. Nikki, what say you? Oh, yeah. I'm locking this in. San Francisco 33, Detroit. I don't know. A field goal, maybe. Like, I love, yep. <laughs> See, they, that, you're, you're my people. I love you guys. That's what I'm <laughs> saying right there. All right. All right. I'm out of locks, but I'm not out of luck. Pittsburgh versus Buffalo coming up. Now, Pittsburgh again. A lot of people are sleeping on them. I think that they will be better than people think, but they're going to Buffalo. The Bills beat the crap out of them last year. They're going to do – but I don't know if they're going to beat the crap out of them this game. I think it'll be close, but I do like Buffalo – I'm thinking something like 24-17, 24-18, the Bills, Damian. I'm going with Buffalo as well. I had a 28-20 Buffalo. Twenty. All right, so only really a touchdown game. So, you know, Pittsburgh putting up a fight. What do you think, Nikki? Pittsburgh put up a fight against your Bills? Um, a little bit. I just think that Big Ben is going to have a harder time against this defense than vice versa. So I will go <laughs> Buffalo 27, Pittsburgh 19. Okay. Okay. All right. The next game, oh gosh, I feel like Philly plays Atlanta week one every year, and, and it's like nauseating already, and they're doing it again. So we're, I guess we're going to watch Jalen Hurts and you know uh, Matt Ryan still there throwing out to Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, the number one with Julio Jones gone. These are two teams that are going nowhere near the playoffs, in my opinion. They're going to have very bad losing seasons, but somebody's got to win it, I guess, unless they want to tie and really piss everybody off. But I'll take the Falcons in this one because they're home 24-21 over the Eagles. They- yeah, I'm taking the Falcons as well. I think they have too much offense for Philadelphia. So I'm going to go Falcons. Ugh, it pains me to say. But I'm going to go Falcons 27-18 <laughs> to 18 over the Eagles. 
Okay. All right. That's, yep. Okay. So that'll be a close game. Do you think it's a close game, Nikki? Um. What? Hold on. Oops. I lost my spot. What are we doing? Philly oh, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I have Falcons 27, Philly 24. Relatively close. Yeah, close game. All right. Yeah, let's see how they're going to score those points. You know, the defenses are not that good. So there could be a lot of points scored in this game. It could be interesting. This game is definitely interesting. A lot of people, it's their number one game on the board that they want to see this weekend. And that's Cleveland at Kansas City. Big game, no doubt. Is Cleveland ready for that primetime action? Well, in the playoffs, Kansas City showed them who's the boss. They're going to do it again. They'll win this game. But it will be close, 27-21. I like KC, Damian. Yeah, I'm going with Kansas City as well, 31-27. to 31-27. Okay, so a close game. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, Nikki, what do you think? Um, do you, did you guys know that the Browns have not won a season, an opener, since 2004? I actually oh, did. Wow. I heard that. Yeah. The streak continues. <laughs> the streak continues. Kansas City 37, <laughs> Cleveland 27. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's a man. Tough talk about a tough week one draw right there, having to go to Kansas yeah, City. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, another tough game. Wow. This one. And again, you guys got New Orleans uh in the in the playoffs. I don't. Their opponent this week, who they're hosting is the Green Bay Packers. Again, they play every freaking year, Damien, as you know, so this is over and over again, but this is a game that we like to watch. Man, D, I'm trying not to kill you. I know they're home, New Orleans, but I just think the Packers are going to be a little bit too much, but I do think it's going to be a close game, 24-20 to Green Bay. Yeah, I definitely can see that. And we have to play in Jacksonville. Remember, we have to play this game in Jacksonville because New Orleans can't host a game right now. Right. Right. Yeah, so we're playing in Jacksonville. And because of the team galvanizing, 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 I don't know what that is, but galvanizing <laughs> <laughs> and coming together at the Saints with the upset 28-24 over the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers Ooh. offensive line, very sketchy right now. Watch out for that. That is the one question mark I have with them. You know, Bak- yeah. David Bakhtiari, the other guys got to get it together. So that's a legitimate okay. point right there. Yeah. Two rookies and they have a guard playing left tackle. Could be shaky. It could be. They, they've seemed to be able to figure it out in years past, but I, that is definitely somewhat of a concern for me when I when I did pick them. So I, I definitely understand that. I do. And you know what? New Orleans has an f- excellent defensive line where they could take advantage if that is the case. So I see where you're going with the upset over here in New Orleans hosting in Jacksonville. Nikki, what do you think happens? Do you, did you guys see, I don't know if it was a meme, but the joke going around that Sean Payton picked Jacksonville because he did not want the Green Bay fans coming to Miami for a weekend. He was like, no, hell no, we're not having that. We're gonna, we're not going to Tampa Bay either. F that. We're, we're going to Jacksonville. Like nobody's going to Miami for the weekend. Um, That's hilarious. So petty. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. Um, it's actually tougher than I thought it would be, but let I'm going to go with Green Bay just because let, let me see Jameis Winston in, in real time, real action. Let, let me just see. So I'm going to go Green Bay 30, Saints 24. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that point. Like, um, Dia, again, I know you, how high you are on Jameis Winston this year, and we'll see. You both got him in the playoffs. But, yeah, I'm, I need to see not preseason. I need to see now the real deal. You know, Damian Adams, you are the real deal. I need to see the real deal right now. I need to see him playing in regular games, ones-on-ones, the whole nine yards and everything yeah. like that. So, yep, I, Nikki, I understand that point. I get it. 
Oh, your team is coming up over here. And Denver coming in to play the New York Giants in New Jersey, where Nikki resides. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What's going to happen? I went back and forth a lot because I'm really not sure. But that Giants offensive line scares the crap out of me. I love Saquon Barkley. They got Kenny Galladay. They got weapons. I, I know. But Denver, that stout defense and not making mistakes, I'm going to take them on the road 21-14. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. I'm going Denver 20-14. to Okay, okay, so there we go. We're like right there, lockstep, and Nikki hates both of us right now as she makes her pick. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is, I usually never pick the Giants just because I, I can't. Um, but I'm pissed <laughs> off because I feel like they're being a little bit disrespected. I get that the offensive line is horrid, but it's been hard for 10 years, you know. Um, the fact <laughs> that we're a two-point underdog at home against Teddy Bridgewater and a very, very young Denver Broncos team who like everybody is buzzing around about their defense. What about our defense? Freaking James Bradbury. Okay. Like I'm sick of the disrespect. So you know what? I'm picking the giants 23. Okay. All right. Okay. Home, hometown pick right there. Yeah. I think it's giants, a defensive game. yeah. 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 I, I would agree with that. That's why, you know, I think you know, the, 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 the one thing that the Giants definitely have is an excellent defense, and that could keep them around in games, there's no doubt. At the very underrated, people aren't talking about it. They're all concentrated on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley coming back, but the defense is for real. And the Giants, I thought about a little bit putting as a playoff team, so I think they're going to have a good year. I don't think it's going to be bad, but Daniel Jones cannot turn the ball over. That is really important, and that offensive line has got to get it together. All right, we got a few more games. We mentioned the Miami-New England game earlier. So Miami traveling to New England to play rookie quarterback Mac Jones against Tua Tungavailoa, who they both went to the same college just within a couple of years of each other. Who wins this game? I don't think that Mac Jones wins his first game as a rookie, even at home. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is the master. I get it. But I love Brian Flores as a head coach. And I think that Miami is just too stout on offense and defense. I'm taking them for an upset win on the road. And you know what? They do it to New England every year. It's just a matter of which week. And you know what? I'll take it in week one. So I like the Dolphins. Mm, I'm going to Patriots. 14-10. Defensive slugfest in this one. Uh, But defensive slugfest, I think that favors Bill Belichick. That does, if that's what it turns out to be. Uh, Both teams can definitely play defense, Nikki. There's no question. Who do you think wins this one? Oh, yeah. I think this is a low-scoring defensive game. Uh, I have New England 17, Miami 13, and I think it's just going to come down to New England's just going to make less mistakes. Hmm. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, yeah, that's their M.O., like let's not make mistakes and, you know, let the other team make mistakes and we'll take advantage of it. That's what Belichick has been living on for the past 20, you know, more than that, 35 freaking years as long as he's been coaching. So, all right, I get it. A couple more games to get to, the Sunday night football game. I think I know where you guys are going on this one based on what we were saying earlier. The Chicago Bears and Andy freaking Dalton going in to play quarterback against the L.A. Rams at home with Matthew Stafford and that new revamped offense that they have over there. That's at least what they're hoping for. I definitely see the Rams winning this game. That defense is going to smother Chicago. Justin Fields, maybe they'll be calling his name in the second half, but they're not in Chicago, so they may have to wait for that one. Guys, I got the Rams in this game uh, very easily. What do you say, Damian? Lock it in. Yeah. Rams over the Bears, 27 to 14. 
Lock number three is in along with the 49ers and the Bucks. Nikki, do you agree? Oh, yeah. Lock this shit in. Lock it up. <laughs> this is the lockiest, lockiest of the week. Rams 27, Chicago 20. With yeah, three yeah. Dalton interceptions. Yeah, I mean this. This is a this is a good lock. I see why you, why you guys are going with this lock right here. It makes a whole lot of sense. It really does. All right, so all three of us are all locked up, but we got one more game. It is the Monday night football game where your guys, Baltimore Ravens, not mine, because I got them out of the playoffs, are going to Las Vegas. I don't know how much they're going to be partying. I know they're not going to be running the ball a hell of a lot to play the Raiders. Weird things happen on Monday night football in the first week. That I know that. Baltimore is definitely a better team than the Raiders, but the Raiders are going to pull this one out, 18-17. It's going to be one of those weird games where they kick a field goal at the end in some crappy, strange game. Lamar Jackson is not going to have all of his weapons around. It's going to be tough. He's really just got Mark Andrews for the most part, and that's it. So if John Gruden can figure all that out, I think that the Raiders can actually pull one out. So I'm going to take the upset, uh, D. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going with Baltimore to win 28 to 17. Just and I'm really interested to see who shows up for the fans. Last year mm-hmm. we didn't get to see any fans at this crazy stadium that the Raiders have in Vegas. So yeah. I'm really interested to see is it Raiders fans or is it all the Baltimore fans saying we're going to make our first trip to Vegas to watch our team. I'm really interested in that and to see if they actually have a home field advantage. But I don't think it's going to be enough, even if they do. So I'm going Baltimore 28 to 17. All right. All right. And Nikki, are you going to disappoint your husband right now? Or are you going to go? <laughs> no, never, never. Wait, but I, this is like a five o'clock kickoff, right? In Vegas. Like, what is, what does a Vegas home field advantage look like? Like, just a ton of drunk people and tourists. Like, yeah, let's go to this game. Like, no, but I, I think, come on, Jay, you're giving the Ravens like no credit. Listen, the Ravens defense carries them every single year. OK, they're going to put pressure on the Raiders. They're going to contain Darren Waller and they're going to win this game 33 to 20. And if I had oh, another lock, I would give it to them. <laughs> right there. You know, you you'll be funny, you know, talking fantasy football for a second. Do you guys I mean, maybe I just gave it away right there. But over the last two seasons, the highest scoring offense in the league has been the Baltimore Ravens. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you go back to Lamar's. uh, Yeah. 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 So they look, they score. I don't know what's going to be a running back, though. That's what because that's their MO, guys. You know, Baltimore, they run the ball. They play great defense. But now I think they're going to ask Lamar Jackson to throw the ball a lot more. And they have Gus Edwards, though. Gus Edwards. They do have Gus Edwards, yeah. Yeah, I, and I like Gus Edwards. I do. But there's a reason why he's been a backup for all these years, you know? Next Otherwise, he would be a he, But he is the next man up. So, and we'll see. You know, again, you guys got Baltimore in there. I'm low on them this year. Um, Gosh, if they get one more player hurt on offense, it's just, like, over. It's over. But Lamar is a great fantasy pick, I mean, like, every week. You know, but again, how long can he keep running the ball? And God, you know, one of these days he's going to get hit, and that's going to be like, okay, now what does Baltimore do? Then they're screwed. He goes out this. D, who's exactly? Exactly. Uh, I say the backup for Baltimore. I have to look it up. Uh, I know you went to Utah for college. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, What about Cam? They should pick up Cam. Why wouldn't the Ravens pick up Cam? 
I, I think he it's a good want to be a backup, but if Lamar gets hurt, then I think Cam Newton would fit pretty nicely in that system. But let's I see totally who the backup agree. is. Yeah, yeah. Now he definitely would fit pretty well there. Also, I think he fit well in Dallas as well. But Dallas we just start in Washington though. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that might that might work out a little bit better. Yeah, Washington. Uh, look, I got Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. They got Antonio Gibson running the ball. Like, but again, the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. He's just way too up and down. That's why I can't stick with them. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that, and it just came up for me. So the backup for the Baltimore Ravens is Tyler Huntley. He looks like a oh. Lamar Jackson clone. Right, like he looks, he, he looks like he goes out there. He has the same black visor, uh, same body style. Of course, not as fast, but is mobile. Um, so I see why they have him as a backup. He's somebody who can fill that role if needed. Okay. Right. Yeah, the worst thing is bringing in a backup that doesn't run your offense as well, not as well, but doesn't run the offense in the same type of way as a starting quarterback does, where you have to revamp yeah. everything, cut the playbook in half. That turns into a hot mess. It really does. Oh, yeah. hey, speaking of Raiders, yo, yeah. Um, oh, real quick. Speaking of the Raiders, did you guys see Mark Davis's new house? No. no. I need you to look up the image of Mark Davis's house right and now. see what this thing looks like. I wish they had a tour of it so I could see the inside. But look at, just look at the house, and you'll see how crazy it is. <laughs> The New York Post headline, Mark Davis building, $14 million mansion that looks like the Raiders practice facility. Oh, shit, it does. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Is that his real house? Yes. Right? You got to be kidding me. Yeah. That looks like a stage. It looks like going to transform into a a car or something. Like, it's it's absolutely (laughs) crazy. <laughs> it like, does look like why would you want your house to look like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking fantastic! I love it. I love it. All right, real oh, quick man. before we get before we get out of here, I just want to know which game, other than your own team's game, is the one you're looking forward to the most. Is it Seattle Indy? Is it Arizona Tennessee? Is it Pittsburgh Buffalo? Is it Cleveland KC Green? You know, D. I know for you, Green Bay New Orleans definitely, but Miami New England. Which one, Damien, which one are you looking forward to the most besides your own team? Now, this is a stacked week, man. Um, yeah. So many good games. I'm really looking forward to Cleveland, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a really good game. If I had to pick one outside of the big ones, Chargers, Washington is really interesting. I Yeah, I think that's interesting, too. Yeah. yeah. Nikki, what do you think? Oh, I'm looking forward to Dallas getting their ass kicked tomorrow. Everyone <laughs> shut up for a week. Uh, I am, believe it or not, I am really looking forward to the Panthers Jets game. Me too. Me too. I really, you know, I me too. I want to be told. We're going to learn a lot in that game. I think so. We could learn a lot about a few teams in week one uh, very easily. And, you know, one of. Uh, Miami and New England. I'm really looking forward to that game. I, Miami, I'm high on this series. You guys know I have them in the playoffs, and I don't have the Patriots in. Um, so we we flip-flopped on that one between me and uh, you two guys. So I'm really looking forward to see where two is at in week one and how much does he look better as when he came in in week eight or whatever it was last year. I can't remember off the top of my head. And how much better that offense is going to look. So I really can't wait to see what happens in that game. And if Mac Jones is for real. 
you know, let's see if a rookie quarterback can do big things with the Patriots and that team over there. But I don't know. It is a stacked week one card. We're going to do this every week. Freaky fantasy football draft. We'll pick week two games. We'll go over the top week one games next week. We'll be back on Wednesday doing it all. But tomorrow night, it all starts. Dallas at Tampa Bay, where we all agree, Tampa Bay, lock it in. They're going to kick the crap out of the Cowboys. And again, I know that makes you really happy. Yes, it does. Can't wait. <laughs> Make the people happy and let them know where they can follow you. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nikki Nick 9384. About to start up the Giants tweets. Got the reality TV always going. And uh, I think I am doing the NR radio show again on Friday uh, night. We're trying to work out the time so you can catch me there this week. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you did a freaking Super great job. Last time. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody wants Nikki on the show. Everybody Gotta wants Nikki on this the show, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No doubt. And the real deal, Damian Adams does his show with perfection. Tell them when it's on, where they can find it. So, yeah, so you can find the real deal with Damian Adams on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podomatic, wherever you listen to podcasts, the real deal with Damian Adams is there. Just put the full thing, the real deal with Damian Adams, like a pimp named Slickback. Put the whole thing and you'll find the real deal with Damian Adams. And you can follow me on all social media platforms. That's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at the real deal WDA. That's the real deal. W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha on all social media platforms. Yep. My two people over here, they are must follows. I love them. If you guys want, give me a follow at Sports Profit One. I'll chat it up with you. We could it's NFL now. So that's all I'm doing. It's just NFL, 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 NFL. All throughout social media, that is it. That's all we're talking about. This show is going to be basically all NFL. Crazy things will happen. We'll do more Mount Play a Play. We'll bring that back in, have some fun with that. Maybe do a little, you know, music and stuff, you know, some of our favorite TV shows and things like that. So that will bring back in a few more segments. But we need to do our prediction show today. It is out of the way. And, Nikki, your Super Bowl once again is? My Super Bowl is a repeat, uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and I have Kansas City taking it this year. All right. And that would be the first time we'd have a repeat since the Patriots actually did it in uh, 03, 04. Damien, your Super Bowl made me very happy. Yes, I have the Buffalo Bills taking on the 49ers, but I have the Bills beating the 49ers 30 to 24. Yep. Chris (laughs) Berman, man. Chris Berman's going to be loving that if that actually comes to fruition finally. I hope he picks it this year also with you. And I did make my partner's eyes roll into the back of their heads when I said that the Titans are coming out of the AFC. All right. But we'll see what happens. But I do believe that they get beat by the Green Bay Packers from the NFC. So I got Packers, Titans. What I love is that we all have different Super Bowls, completely different teams. So that's going to be great as we go along during the season. It's competitions between fantasy football, our weekly picks, everything. But we enjoy it. It's all in great fun. And we'll be back every Wednesday doing it, baby, and kicking you off before the Thursday night football game. So with that, Jason Fearman, Damian Adams, and Nikki Gist, the third and three podcast. We're out of here, and we'll see you next week. Much love. Peace. Peace. Bye.